Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the Zoo 24 podcast. Uh, and as always, our podcast is sponsored by Antec Airsoft Studios. He's good with guns, bad with table saws. Whether you're trying to just make your gun look nice and pretty or make it shoot to the moon and back, head on over to Antec Airsoft Studios. If you want to reach out to him online, antecairsoftstudios.com. And also the Snack Bar. They serve hot food, cold food, red food, blue food, me food, and you food. And also Zulu Outdoor. It's an outdoor store, but it's indoors. So it's an indoor-outdoor store located right here on Zulu 24. If you want to reach out to them, you can give them a call at 845-684-3139. Whether you just need that last-minute item or you need to pick up an entire kit, they've got what you need. Head on over to ZuluOutdoor.com. And also Blue Mag Airsoft. You won't be blue when you shoot their BBs. They've got high-quality BBs, and they're trying to get them manufactured right here in the United States. Uh, for more information on that, head on over to BlueMagAirsoft.com. Also, don't forget, you can listen or watch this podcast on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple, Amazon, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify with video, and Google. Remember, always like and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Go ahead and push those videos out there. Give it to your grandmother for next birthday. I'm sure she'll love it. What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome back to another edition of the Zulu 24 podcast. Actually, we don't have a name for it, but that's what we're calling it. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome one and all. Uh, today's special guest with us is Rich Campbell. If you've ever been to a Milsim West and seen a bald-headed freak man running around with <laughs> <laughs> running around with a duffel bag full of pyro, then you know who Rich is. He's here with us today. But first, let's talk a little bit Zulu stuff. All right. Benghazi tickets are live, and man, what a show that was. Uh, GRS sold out in 1 minute and 58 seconds. Uh, so I just want to thank everybody for, for supporting us like that. That's, that's freaking amazing. Um, Op4 tickets are still available. So if you didn't get a chance to get a uh, GRS ticket, jump on in. Get some Op4 going for you. Uh, we also, the night that uh, the tickets went live, Hoppa called us, and they were like, yo, we got a problem. Turns out Benghazi broke hop up. And so what actually happened was there was so much internet traffic coming in and out of the server uh, that the server freaked out and went above and beyond the 50 uh, ticket limit. I think we ended up selling actually 124 tickets. Um, that has all been rectified. Uh, thanks to the diligent work of Colby and Matt uh, over at hop up, they immediately caught the problem. We came up with a solution and we got it fixed. Uh, so, so sorry to all those people who bought tickets and thought that they had a, a prized possession in their hands, but you know what? You never really had it to begin with. Um, uh, because if there was only 50 tickets, if there was only 50 tickets available, you wouldn't have got it anyway. However, we are aware that some players like a, a one-off player got a legit ticket and the rest of his team did not. So if that one player, if you're that one player with the rest of your team didn't get GRS tickets, um, if you want to switch over to op four, you have until July 1st to reach out to Grimnair, tell them that you want to go on op four with the rest of your team that will open up a GRS ticket. And the way that we're going about that is we have all the data on who all the timestamps for who bought tickets, right? So if player number 50 says, Hey, I'm going to go with my friends to be on op four, that will open up a ticket slot. It will immediately bump down to number 51. All right. Uh, so that's how we're handling that. Um, 
And that's pretty much it in terms of Crossroads. Also, man, we broke Hoppa. Awesome. Um, Crossroads. Did I say Crossroads? I did. I said, you know, Benghazi. Uh, Crossroads tickets are on sale as well. Uh, if you want to get a, an op-in before Benghazi up at Zulu, come on out and uh, get some tickets for Crossroads. They are pre-registered only. There's no walk-ons or anything like that. It's going to be cool. We're going to have the helicopter there, uh, blank fire mortar, and some drone action. It's going to be fun. But with that being said, welcome Rich Campbell to the podcast. How are you doing? How's it going? How you doing? Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, man. Um, <clears throat> I just met you kind of recently, but you're kind of you've kind of been a fixture uh, in the airsoft community for quite some time, I actually. Guess, yeah, I guess so. In in some form or fashion, like I run into people or just uh, knowing someone, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, you know that guy," and I'm like, "I, I don't re- I, half the time <laughs> I don't recognize people because they're in like camo, yeah, or like their face paint, and then like afterwards I'm like, "Oh yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. But yeah, I've been playing since 2001. Jeez, I, I actually, I actually remembered you from a, I don't know, it might not have even been called a podcast back then, but it was like a, a group sitting. Yeah, that with was like Josh asked, Warren and yeah, that was like asked amped like uh, it was with um, guys that uh, worked at Amped at the time, and they just had uh, a discussion roundtable. And uh, I was friendly with them, and uh, I had met them from a couple previous ops. And because uh, like the, my team that I that I'm still part of, there's only three of us left, but uh, had uh, sponsorship with Amp, and they asked us to come on. And because I I was playing a long time, that was actually really that was actually really fun because we did it at a brewery. Yeah, and uh, we filmed like all three parts or something like that, all at one point. And uh, yeah, that was really fun. I think it was uh, it was myself, uh, Warren, uh, this guy Tom, and then like uh, I think Ronan was in there. And then Ronan was there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was pretty. Um, it was it was good, you know. And I think what you know Matt and Anthony at the time who, who worked there, um, really wanted you know something special because they were doing that ass damn thing for a while, which was really cool. Like it was a cool question answered, you know, a lot of. Uh, what am best barrel and what is best gun. But a lot of time they did, you know, but uh, yeah, I met them at like a lion claws event in like New Jersey, like, God, geez, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or something like that. No, no, maybe no, a little bit less than that. Maybe Jeez, It's like, it's so hard. It's like one big, was that the OPEX in New Jersey? Possibly. Yes. Yes. The one where you, yes, it was at the uh, Fort Monmouth. Yeah. If people weren't familiar, it was like a, it was for like technology for the army and you'd saw posters of like, yeah, we're going to give uh, army guys cell phones, but like they were like big bricks. Yeah. So there was that, there was one room in there that they were like, do not close this door. It was one of those like soundproof rooms that like, if you close it, no one can hear you. And like, it's one of those ones where, yeah. And no one will hear you. No, like, I think they said like, I, I was at the game too. Yeah. I think, I think during the safety brief, they said, uh, don't close the door behind you because by the time the fire department is able to cut into there, you're already dead. Yeah. There's not enough air. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so not good. Don't close it. Not good. But, uh, yeah, I, I, geez, I've been, so yeah, I've been playing since 2001 and, uh, man, I've seen a lot of changes, especially like with you guys, like at, at your field, it's like, so it's real, nice, nice. real quick before we get into, yeah, yeah. into that type of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so you were one of the unfortunate people who got the fake GRS ticket notification. Uh, yeah, I was about to say something. I, it looks like I <laughs> bought three, and I seem to have two. 
That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. Did you get a refund? I got a refund for one, but oh. I got charged for the other two. So well, oh well, that's a twist. I was going to invite you. That's a plot twist, right? That's a plot twist. But <laughs> I was going to say uh, because we're we're going down the list. If somebody uh-huh. wants to join other teams, uh, what number do you think you were out of 124? What numbers do you think you were? Uh, I bet you I was 50 by the time of the email. I wouldn't be surprised. I was like the last guy. So we just looked at the hop up numbers. Okay. You were number 54 through 56. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's a plot twist, because also, if you only got refunded for one ticket... I can call you and figure that out. So wait, yeah. did I get a ticket? I'm not confused now. <laughs> we're not sure it's up, now. It's up in the air. Because we were oh. on the phone with Ian yeah. when you walked in. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So that... Uh, yeah, it, I know I saw the uh, charge of the three tickets. That went away. Got an email. It changed on the bank statement of... Basically, two tickets plus the tax and everything like that. Yeah, it was n- one ninety two yeah. after tax. So then I was like, I guess I got two. I got, you know. So well, we'll see. The if story it doesn't work out, you can be on my squad. I'll be up for it. That's the, fine. The I'll, I'll, I'll literally bring. I'll literally bring a the Sima M seventy three three. Op four is super fun. <laughs> it's the best gun you can get for one hundred seventy dollars. Op four is incredibly fun. <laughs> Rich, you don't have to whisper into the mic. Yeah. You can. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. You can use it's your a, you can use your secret. normal voice. It's I know everyone. Uh, anybody that knows me knows that I definitely am a loud person. It may get. It may get to that point. That's okay. I know. I just. Uh, You're okay, I'm, buddy. I'm starting off soft. I'll I'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into some <laughs> spicy topics, and I'll just be like, ah. So, Rich, I want to use this opportunity to ask you if it doesn't work out and you're on out four. Be in my squad. I, of course, I would be with you because because guess what? If one of my guns breaks, I'm going to go. Anthony, fix this gun. Because <laughs> I literally, add, you are like my private tech now. My, like, my plan <laughs> is to uh, bring. I'm going to do blank fire, and then I'm going to have two airsoft guns as my like. Well, like strap them to your back. Well, so use? can you clarify this for me, Dave? Uh, is it RPKs are allowed to go full auto for this event? Because they like have Brim to look. Doing it, they have to look right. So if it's like my Galil with the drum mag nope. and the bipod. Nope. You said RPKs, not not Galil's. But uh, Galil is in the same class as an RPK. Anthony, you're not picking up what I'm putting down. I am specifically just saying that you, with a Galil, <laughs> cannot go full auto. That's all. Anthony will die on this hill, and Dan's going to be here for it. Hill. I will die. I, I think so. My backup is this. I like I was telling you before. I made my <laughs> first real geeky like chest rig purchase. Typically, mm-hmm. I buy gear just to like this is practical for airsoft. I was impressed you had that unobtainium gear thing. I was I was. That was that. For, I got that practically because it, it did what I needed to do for my first mm-hmm. MSW, and I, I still have it in my car. It's fucking awesome. I love it. Uh, but so I, I found this. I was looking for a Chicom to do some Haji shit on eBay, oh, and yeah. I, I found this listing for uh, it was a 1983 Israeli like IDF recon uh, like paratrooper chest rig, and it has like all these modern features on it. Like it's kind of like the South African Defense Force chest rig. Oh, that eighty three pattern eighty three. But but it's also it's like that and a in a Chicom had a love child. So it has like the four mag pouches and it's got these huge like binocular pouches and then another one in the back. It's got an H harness. It looks like it's Ranger Green. I, I got it off the bid for like sixty something dollars after shipping. Excellent steal. So now I'm I'm just like I got to get a bunch of mid caps to work in my ICS Galil because if anybody owns an ICS Galil, poo poo. Well, they never made mid caps. They only had the no, high. They cap never made a good gun. Is what, what you're saying. Well, it's like an AK essentially. Uh-huh. If you can upgrade an AK, you can upgrade the Galil. But the mid cap situation is a nightmare. So I, now I have this chest rig. I'm like I'm devoted to getting some Galil. I don't want to run AK74 mags. It accepts SEMA AK mags with some mods, but I want Galil mag. So I'm really like geeking out over this chest rig 
Could you demill real ones? I could. No. I could. But that would they would cost a ton of money, I assume. I could modify the receiver to work with the SEMA Galil mid caps, but I don't want to like deface the receiver. I'd rather three mm. D print an insert for the ICS high caps because aesthetically they look like oh. real stamp steel mags do. They look really dope. Yeah, I would do but the. I'm, not I'm geeked out. I'm gonna be bringing some cool guns, and I, I like last time I did Benghazi, <laughs> I was squad leader. I, I took my squad to do some sneaky shit, and it was fun. And I also want to try to convince uh, Eric from Gun Gamers to be in my squad too, because I know he's going out for, and I know he's gonna bring an LMG. And I know he's gonna bring like he's probably gonna bring his RPK or something. No, the uh, the RPD. Yeah, he yeah. already said he's bringing the RPD, but yeah. also just for knowledge, you can buy real real Galil mags for twenty nine dollars online. Problem is, they're thirty five rounds, and you're not getting those in New York. This is well, that's no. I'm talking about my airsoft gun. I know, but you can take real mags and convert them over. People do that with stemmas all. But time. I guess the oh, whole thing okay. is, I wonder if even the real ones would even fit in that receiver. It's so like wonky. I'll stick with the. I have three ICS. Wait, don't they have a? Isn't there a Galil variant that is the LMG? Yeah, that's what he has. That's what, that's what he has. It has yeah. the wooden handguard and the bipod and the bottle. Yeah, no, but that's the regular rifle one, the isn't there? A, isn't it like there's a solid stock version or something? It's some other. Oh, I have the wire stock. It's the, oh, he, yeah, he's he the just, paratrooper one. Yeah, he's trying to pass it off as a. Oh, but if you get the red, so if you get not. the stock, then then see see what the. Uh, I'm looking it up. Yeah, if find I can, that up. If I look can that convert up. it. To the Look that up, Jordan. I mean, it, I, it, I like this now. Like, now I, that he has information I, with the internet, that's yeah. fantastic. So the story of that. I wish you had a little screen here, because then I could be like, "Yes, that. we'll get there." So yeah. that Galil, that's, that's actually my wife's gun. Her brother got that for her as a birthday gift, and like she never plays, and I play, so I'm just like keeping this. Baby Wait, alive. The, yeah. So there is the, a variant I, of the Galil that has a full stock, and that's the one they have uh, put up as the LMG version. The one that Anthony has, yes, does have a bipod. Yes, it has this, the silly bottle opener thing, but that is technically the paratrooper version yep. Bop, bop, yep bop so if you want to convert it over to a full stock i guess that would be the lmg version i'm sorry i, I don't want to oh, kill your vibe no, honestly it sounds like it's going to go great with the chest rig that i got it's going to really yeah. justify that purchase well technically it's not an lmg but but there is another version of the paratrooper one which is short barrel short handguard doesn't have the bottle opener the one he has is technically the imi galil arm and yeah, a really long one ar automatic rifleman Automatic. That's not rifle. Oh, no. Okay, so it's on weaponsystems.net. I mean, it's labeled and, as the really light machine gun chambered in 5.56 five, by 45. It's the squad automatic weapon designation for the Galil, I guess, is what they're going with. Show me a real one. That, get a Dremel. Oh, well, it, it would be Israelis. Star in it. <laughs> I mean, you I, you could just borrow something I have. I mean, you could, like, if you really want. Well, like, I have a, th I have a thing, because... So I play Insurgency Sandstorm. Okay. Oh, and that's no. like not the cool like game. I get it. Because you play Tarkov. Well, we've been playing Arma, Arma, but Insurgency slaps. But like one like for the support class for the Hajis, you get you get that Galil. You get that exact That's version. so like, weird. That's such a weird So are you trying to base your entire hill off of the fact that in a video game it's a light machine gun? Because in Battlefield three, the M twenty seven is a light machine gun. Well, it's still not a light machine gun. Um, but it's it's the support class really. It's not that it in itself. Cool. Is, What's the rule? Like support weapon. For Zulu, it's what it is, and I know. I've accepted. I'm just that. giving you shit. Yeah. Um. So good luck with that. Wait, I yeah, would. You can be on my squad. You should okay. be in my squad. I mean, you could use that featherweight saw. By the way, if you have a featherweight, uh, buy an Antec feed block. 
life changing. Shameless plug. Yeah, buy it. It it works. And literally, you could put a light, a laser, a red dot on one of those things, have an F two in it, and it literally will weigh eight pounds. Also, I uh, sh- I just want to shout out Amped Airsoft and Airsoft Junkies because uh, they've carried they're carrying my feed box now, and they've been very uh, gracious and helpful and supportive in that. It's like my first actual product launch that I'm like distributing to some other people, and uh, yeah, you guys rock if you're listening to this. Thank you. They're not. There's like 200 people. I'm also, gonna, that, I'm gonna post well, it and that's only on YouTube. Tag them is the uh, is the uh, 20 millimeter uh, adapter stock uh, available yet? 20 mi- the, the one that's uh, pick the, rail adapter. The, the pick for the rail adapter for the featherweight that I have on mine. So I, I have the file for it. Uh, I'm just looking for somebody to outsource the printing to because mm. that j- using a normal FDM printer uh, like what I have, it works for the feed blocks for what that part is. Yeah. But like yours broke and I wasn't even using like a, a weak ass material. Yeah. The other ones that you gave me are fine. So whatever you did, like you changed the... That's a different thickness. material. Because mm. um, so it worked for MSW. And I, my buddy Anthony used it and he was like, this thing's fantastic I, on those mountains. It was eight pounds and was a machine yeah. gun. So <laughs> I... Fantastic. Yeah. I used a chat GPT to write up a... a uh, not disclosure agreement for this, so, you, and, and I'm, I'm actually going to. Wait, are you that. serious? I'm serious. Yeah, you I'm used chat. Yeah, I was like, oh, you of course, that. of course. I'm going to use that, and uh, I, I have some uh, people in airsoft that uh, already 3D print stuff for other guys. Mm-hmm. They're in the U.S., and uh, I, I want to go go to them. Uh, yeah, there's a couple options. I'm just gonna oh, good. Get some samples, uh, and and then we'll see what other products. I oh, mean, that's excellent. Because when that happens, there's a lot more to come. It's not just the feed blocks. I mean. The feed blocks are great. I would like to outsource it. Obviously, when you do it yourself, you get slightly better profit margins, but it takes so much time. And, you would need you know, so many and machines I, and, I, and, like, God forbid, I, one I breaks enough, or whatever. I have enough printers to keep up with the current demand because it's still a very small yeah. operation, that whole 3D print, you know, R&D side of things. But, like, it, it's good for me to use those printers as tools for prototyping for guns I'm actively working on. But the moment, like, I'm, I'm processing orders for, like, you know, Amps order – or airsoft junkies order, yeah. and then I also have people buying on my website. Um, you know, it. it I'll, I'll come in the shop one day, and I'll just be processing feed blocks. Just yeah, like, you're, you're better off. You're, and I got to fix guns. You know you, what I mean? So, personally, so, I think yeah. how how you like think. I think you're better off just. Hey, man, I fi- figured out this device. I figured out this little knickknack, whatever. And like whatever the profit margin is, if somebody can print it in like large scale, and I don't have to think about it, whatever, because I'll just make some, I'll make another thing, and I'll make another thing, and I'll make another thing instead yeah. of wasting my time. Unless you were making some insane profit off something, like I'd be like, okay, maybe. But then you really would want a large demand, and you'd want like a bunch of printers. I would think like you'd want like a whole. Yeah, a whole farm or whatever you would call it. Uh, most of it came. I about. Obviously, I don't have a PC at home, so I literally am computer illiterate. So I used to be a thing in the PCs, and then I just kind of went caveman. So, speaking of Chat GBT, oh yeah, 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 we decided to let the computers do our jobs for us. Okay. So we asked Chat GBT. GBT, GPT, GPT, PP, like Paul, yeah, like the PP. So we asked Chat GPT what we should ask you. It didn't know who the hell you were. Oh, that's fine. Great. But here are some questions that it came up with. Excellent. And uh, (laughs) I haven't read these, so we'll just see how it goes. Number one, how did you first get into airsoft and what drew you to the sport? Oh, okay. Uh, So Counter-Strike was obviously still a huge game. And at the time, my friend... Um, who was the same age as me, like he literally 
had an Airsoft Elite MP5. Now, people may not understand what that is. So an air, there was two, in the early 2000s, you had two options, actually th- kind of four. You had Tokimurui, but it had a plastic ABS body. It's not like they are today where cause a lot of them are metal bodies or die casts or whatever. Then you had Classic Army, ICS, and Airsoft Elite. Airsoft Elite was like a, it seemed like a rebrand of an ICS and a, a, or a Classic Army, depending, but it was an Airsoft Elite MP5. And I remember he showed me and I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. And obviously, Grant, I'm from New York, from Long Island. And uh, looking at a gun is like, oh my God, could I even touch this? Like, <laughs> you know, and um, God, geez, I, I forget how old I was. I mean, you know, some do some math or whatever. I, I literally can't what remember. What year? Uh, 2001. So you I was were, like maybe. You were 17. Yeah, about 17, 18. Yeah, about that. Yeah. And um, I was like, this thing is the sickest thing ever. <laughs> and like, it's like, yeah, it shoots. And then he like, you start shooting in his basement. I was like, this is awesome. So then I remember buying from a guy in Connecticut who had a little shop. I don't remember what the shop was. Everything was like super mom and pop back then, like really mom yeah. and pop. Um, and I bought a Tokyo Marie P90, which had just like come out. Now that I think about it at the time, I just thought they existed. A Tokyo Marie P90 and a KWA uh, G26 with the full auto switch. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like, had, it had the orange that was like gooped on. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, when but they that just thing, painted the orange yeah, on the slide. Yeah. And, and it was like the old boxes. And I remember just being like, I wanted so I, as the guy's ordering this thing, I'm ordering the thing from the guy. I'm asking him, "Oh yeah, put this, put put that." He's like, "Yeah, we could like put these Prometheus gears in or the Systema. Everything was Systema back then. Actually, it was Systema hard gears and Systema motor and this and that." I was like, "All right, that gun shot awesome. I don't know what happened to it. I think I I sold it to somebody, but I kind of wish I still had it. But eh, it's whatever. Um, I've had a lot of stuff come and go, but." Um, so then, that, so then, when when did you start playing though? Like where, where is this backyard stuff? Because I feel like that's where a lot, I, everybody started. No, I didn't do backyard. Like literally, like how I was introduced to airsoft, like right in the deep end, like high end stuff. And then we were playing out, um, out East Long Island at a place called Quorum, which was yeah, okay. basically Cousins Field. And uh, I bought a lot of my stuff from uh, Long Island Airsoft, which was actually like owned by. Uh, uh, like the former members of GMR or like some of the guys. So there was Paul, there was like Ronan, then there was a uh, Jay. And I think there was one other guy like that was associated, but I don't know if he was like, he left early on, but like they had a shop and uh, yeah, like I pretty much went in like feet first. Like I never played paintball. I didn't play paintball until I was like, until 2008. Nice. Like, and it was, what was funny about that, my perspective on paintball is <laughs> they gave me like a tip in 98 and then there was like some like obviously I'm uh, a big boy so when I say this man this other man was large he was very large <laughs> like he had one of these like guns with the like the oh, dual yeah. trigger and he had like this I don't know I I, I think I remember hearing spider or something yep. like that yep. and we were playing indoor and I just remember getting my ass kicked and I was like this sucks because <laughs> with airsoft now no matter what like okay obviously at the time until like only really really recently. Most of the guns shot about the same. Yeah. You had like reliability issues. That was the problem back then. Was I just remember me and my friend Anthony would literally go to the quorum field and literally have a trunk full of guns. Like, like we literally had at one point, I had like 
in my collection at one point ten classic army saws that I had somehow sold and it's your back got, to your back. I, I literally backup. would just throw it on. I I'd carry out two to the field and just break them all the time because over there, like when we played, it was like GMR. Uh, this other team called Phil Force, oh, and no. when they used oh, to play, yeah, and yeah. he used to play, and it was, <laughs> it was crazy because we used to like it. It was like the hit calling. Yeah, sometimes it didn't work, but then at one point we just realized, oh, let's just do pain. Kind of, it Oof. was like almost like kind of like and that, this but kind of not. Red cylinders came in, and it was Oof. wild. Like people were, tr we were trying to, even without, with no MOSFETs. Just putting garage door springs in the guns and seeing oh. how long they would last. Oh like, basically, yeah. like, I mean, we joke garage door springs, but like putting in, like, making our guns super long. Like, dude, let me put this, like, um, Sistema uh, PSG1 barrel. So it's like 655 millimeters. It's, it's this long ass thing. I still even have the upper. My, my, and like, dude, this is. Those games were fun now that I look back on because it was just all it was was getting up close and shooting somebody. Like there was no pyro, there was no HPA, like all the other things, like all the reliability wasn't there. So, like, <laughs> you would have, <laughs> and like a lot of times was high caps, like mid caps were any, like they were a, a thing, but not really. A lot of people were just like, screw this. Yeah. Right. And, um, man, it was, those times so like yeah basically that's when i i started playing basically there's an old photo i wish i brought it probably ah, man I, I wouldn't say i wouldn't be surprised 2002 2003 damn yeah man i and on actual like film like a film photo nice. not, not something digital i was in preschool yeah i was working at a paintball slash airsoft shop in 2001 yeah. no 2000 sorry all right so Question number two. Hmm. Oh, this could be. I'm going to skip this question. Okay. Okay. All right. Question number three. Have you ever been injured while playing airsoft? How did the how did that impact your oh, your view of yo, the sport? I was there for one of. Oh, okay. So like, I've never. Okay. I've never been. Um, all right. So injury. There's one injury that happened at Milson Witch, which West that was totally gnarly. Was this uh, right after the game started? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I'll, I'll go into that story, but uh, one thing's I've never really been overshot. Never been overshot. Like I, think you know, I can't you know count. Why? I think I can count on, on all hands maybe five times. One was really intentional indoors, where like the the guy really actually lit me up, and then I had to go, hey man, like what are you doing? Like and it was like an an angry individual. We the ref saw it and yeah. like that, but I didn't get mad. But any of the time that I ever got overshot, it's because I didn't like put a red rag high enough or anything like that. But really all the time I played. So like people that complain about being overshot, I'm like, bro, just you're not calling hit or you don't have a red rag. You're not like laying down on the ground. You're, you're just standing in front of the guy's gun going, why are you hitting me? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, you're getting hit because of that. But so I was, I was just going to say, it was like the reason why you're not getting overshot is because you're a loud dude and you're like freaking hit and you, and you, or you I just play. lay down and I get hit and exactly. I'm just like, whatever you like, you like play the game as intended. So quick segue Benghazi, right? The, uh, the hit rules of Benghazi are lay the, f 
fuck down. We passed three minutes. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, no, well, we're we're fa- are we faking dying? Like in uh, I don't care. You can. You uh, can act out I like I like acting out the death. Yeah. So out your dead rag and die. That that is part of the rule set is acting out your death. Oh, but at the great. very least, freaking lay down, pull your dead rag out. Anything. I don't care as long as you lay down and act out your death. That's fine. Anything else you do on top of that, aka dead rags and blinking red lights, that's on you. Well, that's something like we say it at the field all the time. A dead rag is only as visible as you make it. Like I hate seeing the dude and this is a pet peeve where he's just like dude i'm shot i got my dead rag out and these dudes are still shooting me i'm like yo homie you're holding it on your chest and you're getting shot in the back let's just think about this for a second or it's like dangling from their pocket yeah or they're like they have it in their mouth but they're getting shot in the back of the neck i'm like dude they can't see your dead rag you have to make it visible if you want them to see it hold it up as high as you fucking can i guess i come from a different era where like we literally coined the phrase barrel to beef like literally oh, we would yeah. like just point blank each other. Like Ooh. I, and like, I just remember Three that tags and, all day. <laughs> and it was just like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, and people were kind of douchey, but not really. Like I, I, I kind of like, also that to level. be fair, old school Long Island airsoft is way different. Yeah. It was really, it was, <laughs> I think there's things you can do in a small group yeah. of people that you can't do. It, we, like, had a, we had a large group. It was crazy. It was actually, it, it, I, it was so sad when that place got sold as condos. Cause we were we were getting turnouts of like 150 sometimes. Oh, shit. Like we were getting some turnout. Like one of the games we made up a scenario well, which is like really offensive called Durka Day, and it was right hey. when it was right when it was right when Team <laughs> Did they America. They make T-shirts for that. What, no, no. Oh, when I Team America it. came out, so Coming like too. all the people just spoke like just terrible. We have it's to bleep terrible. out. Oh yeah, no, that's just gonna be a. It's terribly offensive. No, you can keep the. We have to. We have to. Obviously, those were young people with that were very stupid. Rich, I'm offended. Oh, uh, but my actual worst airsoft injury uh, would be where I was at Milsom West um, at Shelby, and uh, we were doing the. Uh, what would you say? Like you were here. You yeah, were there. So towards- I was. I was pretty much right next to you for that. So yeah. we were pushing up. Uh, this was the last Shelby game they did before they started the insurgency game. No, 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 no. There was one. No, was it? Or I thought there was one more. This was like the last Grozny game. There was and then another- it was Grozny insurgency. I the next saw there was around. another force on force after that because I went to. It that. might have been in like the fall, but this was the game that was in like late February, early March. Y- yeah. So but- we were pushing from the most northern like compound area to the. We took your mosque area. Oh God! And we're fighting through this open field. That's right. And so Rich we, goes. We get along. Something. We get along some connexes, and I remember uh, one guy is shooting underneath the connexes with a with a, like a PKM or a machine gun, and I go, "Yo, guys, we gotta rush up. We can't gaggle fuck here." That's the one thing that you'll see me at an airsoft game. I get so frustrated when people are just like let's go and they don't go it drives me nuts i'm like bro get the fuck out of my way like i will literally just go through plow people and uh anywho so like i grab a old an old old als uh rubber ball grenade smoke that i got from an old op in 2008 nice uh because back in 2008 like uh actually training flashbangs and all that was not uh regulated by the atf or whatever. I guess this guy was able to sell it to us or whatever. We went to like a game in Florida where it was like 102 and this guy was selling ALS training flashbangs. Yeah. And I also had ALS and then I had uh, this other brand, uh, CTS. CTS now, let's just keep in mind for a second. He said he bought this in 2008. 
So this game was February of 2017. Yeah, oh no, I picked up on that. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yes. oh yeah. The, uh, they've been sitting. Uh, yeah, they've been sitting. That plays now, a very crucial now the role. Problem, into the this problem story. is, is that the, the the date was fine. I think uh, everyone says because they went bad. I think it was user error. After all this time, I realized I think I fucked up. So what happened? What happened? So I took the rubber ball. I'm like, I'm gonna throw this fucking grenade. Let's go. Ready? And everybody's like, okay. okay. It's also and it's pitch blackout. And what's funny is like it's all the guys that like we probably run into. They're all like not. Like, they're not like not go getters. It wasn't just a bunch of randos. It was people that like we know people. Yeah, that I know. situation was just kind of fucked. Yeah. It was so me and Ant. Oh, oh, and by the way, that was the first time I ever did blank fire. So obviously, me and my buddy Anthony, uh, my best friend Anthony, that like literally. Um, uh, Is this the Anthony I met? Yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. He he'd be great on the podcast because like he's he's like got about as much time as I think he started in two thousand. Four or maybe three you or something. Sort of like, like a yin and yang. He's, yeah, you're, he's you're one big and loud. And oh yeah, he's very quiet and, and, and yeah, observed. He's one with the super long. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. That, well, that's the long barrel we used to make those, and those were called <laughs> yeah. the, we called those guns the proboscis guns. What? But happened? Rich, okay, what, what happened? happened? Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This <laughs> we got to keep is, you on track, but what happened? This is the problem. This is the problem. So what happened was, I'm like, me and him are blank firing, and we're like, dude, we can't do anything, but we're gonna go out there and just blast like crazy because yeah. we bought so much browns. This was like bone horrific for for me and him we were like yeah 1980s like every film we've ever seen just go crazy commando so i take this round now this grenade is quite large like my my it's basically about the size of softball okay and there's little vents on top and it has the same priming as like all the other smokes i take it but i'm grabbing it like kind of like this where the top is yeah and what happens is is i it it goes off and goes like because that's how it jets out and it burnt my oh. hand. It burnt the in-between my hand. And I throw it. And I'm like, motherfucker, I just burnt my hand. And then nobody's running. I'm like, get the fuck. I just wasted this smoke, you pieces of shit. I just run out there <laughs> blasting. I get blasted. And nobody ran out. Everybody's like, right, right. What happened? What happened? What happened? I'm looking at them. Like, you fucking assholes. Oh, oh we're supposed to go now? Cool. Yeah, you but it was hilarious because it was guys that I that are part of the Gromis. It's like all these guys are like, they literally realized that I burnt myself because they could smell the flesh Ooh, so nice. the the worst is i t i had pig gloves on and they were charred and then i actually looked down and went oh i see white like white white and i thought oh fuck uh is this my bone because i li it literally sounded like a jet engine it was like <laughs> like like going off it was a great smoke it would have been totally effective if i didn't grab it like i basically grabbed it like a fastball yeah. like and that's what burnt and then um uh <laughs> Yeah, so then, like, I had to stop. One of the guys from uh, Chicago, from, I think, like, what are they called? Spartan Team 4, I think? Oh, one yeah, of those guys? they're from Chicago. Yeah, they had a, one of their guys, a paramedic, and, and they looked at me like, dude, that looks fucked up. And then, like, I went over to um, one of the cadre at the time, uh, Chris McCoy, and then uh, Wally was there, and then I went... Wally goes, dude, that looks fucked up, man. And they didn't even want to look at it. I like they they were like, dude, I don't want to look at any of that shit. Yeah, because like, didn't they call an ambulance for you? No, no, no. So what happened was, uh, I went, yo, man, like, can you put? Oh, I asked the the, the two medics, the one guy, and that kid, like, dude, can you just wrap this up and put like some goop on it? And he's like, dude, you need to go to the hospital, man. Like, you literally burnt your hand because I was just so high on adrenaline at that point that I didn't realize how hurt I was. Yeah, but I could have easily blown my uh, my finger off. Yeah. So what happened was I go into the uh, Josh's rented a minivan. I hop in. I feel bad because I have to have Anthony come with me. We drove all this time. It was a shame, but I had to go to 
<laughs> I had to go to the hospital down in Mississippi. And I'm sorry to say those, I don't know what, that was a really bad hospital that right outside of Shelby was pretty bad. Um, Keep in mind, we're in the sticks at Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Josh tells me uh, a couple of days later, he said, oh, are you all right? Everything. He's like, dude, I, I had a problem with like the the van. It smelled like flesh and it was Ugh. just the worst. <laughs> it, was, it was like a flashback form or whatever. Like, well, these guys didn't want to look at me. They're like, Ugh. but it was really uh, bad. But at the hospital, I'm sitting there and mind you, this is a Saturday night. No, maybe Friday, night. Friday night. It might be yeah, Friday this happened night. right off. Yeah, this off. is fr- right off Stephanie. So it's Friday night. We're in there, and the best is like we walk in, and we have black face paint on from like just, and we're like, dude, oh I just God. burnt my hand, and I look, and I'm like all excited, I'm like, yeah, I just burnt my hand, and like people are like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? What is this? <laughs> were you still wearing multicam? No, no, I oh, took okay. some stuff off, but like I just had the fit, and we looked nuts, and I, and I like, oh, I just realized we looked completely nuts. We walked in the bathroom that was like right next to the receptionist <laughs> area of this hospital, and just started laughing, both of us maniacally giggling. I'm like, dude, I gotta wipe my face off. <laughs> the best is they try to put my hand in hydrogen peroxide in this tub that's like this by this, and I'm like, there's not enough hydrogen peroxide to cover my hand. I'm like, can you get some more? He's like, I don't know if we have any more. Perfect. And, and I'm like, can you crush your hand into the container to make it fill more in the cushion? I'm like, that defeats the purpose. It's gonna hurt more. The best part about that was at the, they gave me they gave me some pain pills, which I was surprised by, and then um, I felt pretty good. And then one of the nurses came in, this very attractive blonde, and said, "Wow, you look like you hurt yourself." And she was uh, uh, like, very attractive. I was like, Ah, I feel fine. I'm all right. Don't worry about it. And then like. <laughs> They just, I don't know if I had to get stitches. They just cleaned me up and then we had to drive home and it sucked because I, I, I thought about going back, but then it was like an, like kind of an open wound, but I literally could have lost my finger. So, uh, that was definitely user error. I still, I actually still have ALS smokes, so oh. <laughs> I could uh, use it, but that is the worst we airsoft should. injury. Otherwise, I don't, I don't think I ever had anything else. Maybe like I fell or something, but I can't think of anything else. But that's pretty bad. That's pretty harsh. We should play with those smokes one day. We could. At Benghazi, me and you would just throw them. God. They're oh, actually please cylinders. Please don't they're burn your fingers. They're the off silver. They're the silver that. cylinders. They're about like or burn down the. They're, they're, as you're they're telling actually the this story. circumference, and they're about like this big. So like they're the big boys. I think I've seen. As you're telling yeah. the story, I'm thinking of the fucking med kit I'm gonna bring with me. Yeah. To <laughs> just just for rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ALS training flashbangs were the coolest thing, and I just couldn't get any more of the actual fuses because you would spin them off. But it was in a game in Florida, dude. It was. That game was wild. It was at an AI 500, like Airsoft International Magazine. They still have them in like the UK, like the games. Yeah. And that game was awesome because it was at Fort Banning. It was like the first time going to a mount facility before. That's Georgia. Uh, yeah, it was Georgia. It was like right on the border with Florida or something like that. It was like something down there. It was one of those. It was one of those. Basically well, Florida, man. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember like the heat was crazy and the... and. Uh, everything like that but that was crazy the guy was selling those and then even at uh you know the black sheep event somebody else was selling i got a CTS segue ones. for you go so ahead segue that was a crazy story yes right? do you and very long and convoluted i know no 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 you're fine do yeah. you do you think like compared to other activities like paintball or laser tag like he sniped it 
that's a huge like like Anthony, I have never Anthony heard. just sniped. Did you let him see the question? I, oh, he texted it to me, so he's got a copy right there. He's trying to get it on this conversation. Oh, really? Is that what he's trying the to prompt, do? This was the prompt I gave ChatGPT. Yeah. Give me a list of questions to ask a veteran airsoft player who yeah. may or may not hate the sport. These questions. <laughs> the fact that you put <laughs> these, these these questions are for a podcast. Well, where this the, veteran airsoft player is the guy. Wow, that the is fact amazing. you use veteran is like minorly that, cringe. Oh my god, no, yeah, that, that kind of is. That was uh, Dave's choice of words. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be cringe. I wanted the. Yeah. Uh, I wanted the questions. Oh man. Not, I wanted the questions to not just be like, oh, when did you start playing Airsoft? Yeah, well, I yeah, like you can have chat GPT make game everybody. modes. Holy crap. No. So the question that Anthony's tried to snipe from me yeah. was, what do you think sets apart from other similar activities? This is literally how it's typed out. Like paintball or laser tag. Uh, what do you think sets Airsoft apart? I would say... The BBs? <clears throat> well, I got I got an answer for that. Well, the BBs, um, the the, I mean, the f- guns are analogs of real ones. Like you, sure. literally, if you, if I walked out with the system MP5, I'd get fucking blasted by a police officer. So like, yeah. there's oh, that. Um, I think, uh, like, uh, what else? Uh, do you, you know what the the range of the field? So like, at, obviously, before Milson West, there were some bigger games, yeah. and they were pretty big, but Milson West was like acres and acres that's like like we just i just came back from bull car which was like at with hills that were ridiculous they looked like skyscrapers well, that was a new york city man learns how to hike yeah pretty much like that's <laughs> like me looking at the the going what the fuck and going and going and basically going thank god i lost 40 pounds in the last like three months otherwise this <laughs> my my 280 pound ass would not have gone there I, you know, I have to give credit. There was this, there was this woman that was on the Green Beans. That's like the Russian, um, one the of the Russian floor dudes. She oh. did the game in Crocs and was doing it with Crocs. Swear could, I mean, that, were they in sport mode? I, she said that they were. Yeah. But oh, it did was she fan, have all wheel drive on? But it was, fan, but it was fan. I was like, oh my god, because her boots like fucked up or something like that. I was like, dude, this is crazy. It, I just remember it's either crazy or ingenious. I will. Crocs are comfortable. Yeah. Turns they out were, don't they, have she to did change my footwear. She did say they were very comfortable, so I, I imagine so. I think there's something in the Milson West tax stop about shoes and footwear, footwear yeah. and I think Crocs are like a no-go. But I mean, Dan McKinley wears them. You don't have to wear yeah. socks. That's Dan. If Crocs came out with a combat boot, I would buy them. They if you can wear toe shoes to Milson West, I'll allow Crocs. Right. Anthony, I'll let you have the next one. But yeah, so like, oh, so like the difference, like basically that's it. Like I think it's, it's definitely it's a it's uh, like when people say it's a spobby, it's definitely like a sport and a hobby. There's definitely hobby aspects. Like I could just be a collector. Yeah. Right? But then like the sport aspect is actually going to like a Milson West and completing that and going up a hill. Sure. Like you have to be somewhat healthy to do that. It's kind of like well, that's like the competitive nature because at the same time, like airsoft in comparison to paintball and laser tag, like there's a whole realm and other dimension of nerdism yeah. that comes with airsoft. Because airsoft, like that post we made on the Instagram the other day, like it is what you make of it. So you can yeah, do, exactly, yeah. You can do your Milson West stuff. Yeah. You can do your Speedsoft stuff. You can be that kid that runs around in a banana costume. Airsoft's kind of like that middle ground that it brings you in because everyone wants to do the same thing. But what you do inside of that is your own choice. It's like living your own adventure. You get to be so, your own main character. So paintball, I played paintball for a long time before I discovered airsoft, right? Mm-hmm. I used to go to West Point twice a year and play in the Combat Classic. It was it was basically it wasn't a Milson West, but it was basically two hundred and two hundred. Well, it was like a Lion Claws yeah. event, but for no, it paintball. was way better than Lion's Claw. It was like they had blank fire Artie Sims. The cadets were running it. Like it was oh, okay. That's, it was a oh, legit that's pretty thing. cool. That's so, pretty neat. So the uh, like more woods ball though. Like right? Is that what yeah, you yeah, call yeah. that? Okay. So the um, 
the paint contract. So the, the store that I worked at somehow, shout out to Santos. Um, he got, he's everywhere. Yeah, he is everywhere. Uh, he got the paint contract for that event and it were it pretty, yeah, that's big. That's big lucrative. Yeah. Deal there. Um, so we always got like free tickets or whatever. So we always went and, uh, there's to, to comment on Jordan's, uh, comment there about the nerdism. There's I, one thing I've learned about the short time I've been on earth is that there is a professional level to everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So, 100%. so like, uh, like, yes, we can get all nerdy about airsoft, but I was just as nerdy about paintball. And I'm sure laser yeah. tag guys oh. get way nerdier into that. It's probably more technical with yeah. laser tag. You know what I mean? Like, so I think the difference with airsoft compared to paintball or laser tag is that there's a far greater potential with airsoft to develop, like, how do I put this? Like, like unit mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like paintball, everybody just kind of showed up and we had you fun. You could have a little great. bit of unit mentality, but that kind of. But not on the Milson West scale, scale where it's yeah. like there's a company. You're part of a company. Yeah. Is, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, uh, and I think that's what kind of sets us apart. Not only that, but, you know, Airsoft right now is on that 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 rise that paintball was, in, was at in like 1985. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We still haven't topped out yet. Yeah. Uh, I also think here's, here's another point that nobody, I, I've never heard anybody say. Think about it. It's the only if you're gonna say it's a sport or some kind of physical contact thing. Besides, I guess besides laser tag, unless they well they have a vibration or whatever. It's the only contact or sport where you're the ref. Think about it. If I hit you, yeah, you actually have to admit to yourself I fucked up. You didn't that's, hit me. That's hard. Yeah, that's yeah, but hard. That also that's creates problems. I didn't. Well, get that's, it. But that's what I'm saying. It creates problems. But think about it. That's like self discipline to be like, dude, I fucked up. So I just remember. Early on, like just I, that was one thing about the old field, which was fantastic. They had a policy where, like, some guys, look, you come to the field one day and you're just a grumpy butt, a bitch, and you're just like being a dick. Yeah. That yo, I just remember Jay going, yo, here's your money back. Why don't you come back in like two, three weeks? Not like a ban or anything like that. Hey yeah, man, yeah. everybody's having a problem with you. Maybe you need. It's almost like the Snickers break or whatever that you need a Snickers type <laughs> thing, and it would make people better because you know what? No one could argue that the guy. Didn't give you your money back. Yeah, he no, nothing like that, and everybody went. And, and I really it was very rare to have a problem. I mean, you're always going to because you know what the the guns you think you're shooting at them, you're not like unless you're like point blank or you just realize, oh man, I definitely got that guy. You just laugh it off because then when you they go to the parking lot and take their shirts off, <laughs> you're like it looks like somebody with like like some kind of. Uh, uh, middle ages disease like the the Black Death, where it's like all like all pimply and shit from being being ripped apart by like full auto at like no minimum engagement distance. But yeah, that is the one thing is like with airsoft, you literally have to be your own ref. And then the other thing too is by doing that, if you if you're kind of a, being a bag of dicks, you're like ruining everybody else's thing. So like, you got to really come at it with like a really positive attitude for everybody. Like we need to start working on uh, like like an antidote or a deterrent to so all right we all know that when one person yells call your hits yeah. it's like a toxin that oh I got it but oh, like a, what what's virus. the what's the pep talk that we hear like what's the pep talk we should give like if you hear somebody yelling call your hit I kind of ignore it that's lying. the whole thing I yeah see but Richie in that context you're if, somebody yeah. that has twenty years of experience yeah, so like so. let's take it from and a you started yeah, at a time yeah. no you're right you, you started at a time when it was like not even that it, I don't to, remember like, that I just you started yeah. at a time yeah, when you like, had to like sneak around just to play it 
Yeah, for, no, you're right. You're right. For no, you're context, right. though, like I get what Anthony's saying because yeah, we see it every day at the field. Like, yeah, you that 12 or 13 year old that he sees, he saw it on YouTube video. He shot someone. He thinks his gun shoots a mile, and he yells, "Call his hits." Now, I have a fun one that I've been saying to players. Whenever someone yells, "Call their hit" or "Call your hits" on the field, even if it's not in the direction of me, I just yell back, "I did." That way, it kind of like no. makes them okay. think. Yeah, it's, I it's think, a bad policy. Okay, listen. Wow. Oh, I but was, was going to say so that's I, the thing. You, you give them an answer because those kids are now screaming, call your hits. And then you walk up to them and you go, look, man, we don't say that here. Yeah. Like you can't, you okay. can't call uh, each other hits. You have to worry about calling your own. If you're sitting, okay. So I've only been to one, one and a half events where that was an issue. I already talked about it on, on another podcast, but basically it was like game on, call your hits, call your hits. And then that was like the calling card of everybody that day. Oh, and it, and it truly diminished the, whole the entire thing. event. And it was probably a great event. I actually had a great time, but, a lot of people didn't because that's all they heard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the field, yeah, I mean that's fine to give an answer like that, but we have to address it. And I think that's one thing that we do very well at Zulu is addressing that. If you're if you're the guy out there yelling, call your hits, you look like an idiot. Yeah. Like you, you're an idiot, um, and and we stomp on it. Yeah. Right? I know that sounds harsh, but but really yeah. because we know that because it, we know it that spreads it's, like wildfire. It, yeah, it, makes it, it makes it everybody feel like a. It probably didn't happen. Yeah. Right. A, you watch too many YouTube videos with the little hash marks when they think they hit somebody. Yeah. I, I just watched a breakdown of, uh, I'll say it, we can bleep it, it doesn't matter, uh, Kicking Mustangs video yeah. where he puts like hashtags up every time he hits. Yeah. And then this person was like, slowed the video down and you can see the BB miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So It's the Novridge effect. It, it is the Novridge effect. We can only see the BB for like maybe, I don't know, what, 20 feet? I have one of those run cams. It, they're cool, but they're, I have yet to see even out of my own footage like 100% definitive past 150 feet where you're like, yeah, I totally hit that dude that's 300 feet away. I, you can see it in your scope, but camera technology, when you're making the sensor that small, yeah. it's so hard to pick it up. And I also, to get back on what you were saying about we have to stomp it out, it's not just that rule. It's all of them. And that's something that we set as a standard. Like yeah. for a prime example, it's 730. We got done reffing three or four hours ago. How many times today did we have to pull players and just go, Look, we can't do this here. Or look, we have to oh, we have to knock this off. Like it was raining today. iPro was a prop. Yeah. And pulling those players individually, but as a group collective and saying, Look, I know it's I know it's raining. I know you're fogging. I know you can't see, but if you take your iPro off and you become a pirate, you still have to explain Monday morning to your mom, your girlfriend, your father, yep. why you're now a pirate. If you get hurt in the game, you get hurt in real life. Mm-hmm. And that's something across the board, whether it's call your hits or no full autoing with rifles or taking your iPro <laughs> off, we have to hit it so hard from the beginning that it doesn't become a problem but these newer players they see the youtube videos they oh. see all the shit online mm. that's like yeah oh, i, I never that. really even thought of that I, how I, many I was, times I'm we so see people disconnected com- from that that's like, it's very interesting that you say that but it's also how many times yeah. we see people come in the shop that are like oh i've never experienced this before i just want to look around and you explain to them like okay cool it's your first time it's your first day like this is how it works it's a game based on honor and they go oh i would just never call it and you have to look at them and be like that's the problem if if you do that you ruin the game not only for you, but for everyone else. Yeah. A, a dad uh, like called me today about his son's gun, and then it, it, it turned. It was like a tech inquiry that turned into like, well, we want him to play. They live like an hour away, whatever. Uh, and and it, it gave me this thought, right? Like there are so many kids getting into the sport, and they buy a Novrich SSG twenty four or SSG ten before they buy good iPro. And like when oh, I was on the yeah. phone with this dad, and he was asking, "What do we need?" He had said they had an M four AG that worked. Cool. I was like, iPro. Right. Because look, he's, he's a kid and like kids are kids. They're impulsive. Yeah, you're better off. You know, like if, if he's has comfortable iPro that doesn't fog, he'll there's like very little incentive for him to impulsively just seek the comfort of 
defogging it or taking it off. Yeah. You just want to be safe. Good eye pro is like number one. Next thing is boots with ankle support, you know. And then if his gun works, it works. Me and Jordan have been talking about going out one day with some JGS system M4s. Yeah. You know? Making a video of us just playing with like the $120 JGs. That is, that JGs. is, like, that that, is the and thing. That's so like, it's so valid. I mean, the, it's not the gun. The gun is, no. I, I'm the tech. And I, I tell, I, you know, I, I tell everybody when they, when they ask that question, um, you should be spending like 200 bucks on your iPro. Yeah. Yeah. That's Spend why we are much, pushing ESS so hard in the shop because I know it's much a good iPro and I know it's comfortable. If I was a kid, I would, I would just tell everybody just wear one of those die masks. Those die well, you can, well, but they, again, yeah. airsoft yeah, is your own yeah, story yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. be your own main character and you might not want a full paintball mask. Yeah. Some people want to wear the Oakley's. No, you're ESS's. absolutely right. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, I'm saying for like young kids, like that is like, instead of trying to do that, uh, the iron no face with the yeah. goggles. It's always a problem. But here's the other thing about like the calling hits and stuff like that. I, I do this a lot and it sounds like kind of braggadocious. I, I, it sounds bad, <laughs> but a lot of people, I go up to them after like a game, I go, I'm like, Oh man, this gun shoots really well. And like, I sh like sometimes show them like, they were like, probably like, dude, I'm definitely hitting this guy. Cause they're re basing it off the gun that they're using. Now, like most guns shoot maybe What would you say? 50 yards average would most, you say most guns are going to shoot effect effectively and i'll define effectively as like you aim at it you see it you put yeah. your sights on it you shoot it and you're reliably hitting it with, with like correct hop up at, at least five out of ten times yeah at least i would say that range is like 100 feet 100 feet wow, wow that that's less. that's forgiving wow that's for most i would have said 75 feet but I, I wow saying, I'm really saying, i think everybody's I, got different opinion because i would say 125 I'm well i would have been a little bit longer I'm but okay most all right. guns but I, i'm also thinking like these new platinums i'm thinking crytek sema ak's uh okay. obviously pistols just rule out pistols you're not okay not, yeah if you're using a pistol after but, 50 feet you're but not you know what it. you know if i'm thinking like these valkins if i'm thinking like some of these like really like the really low end stuff I feel like a combat. I think, I think a lot of guys just don't. A lot of people don't even know how hop up works and things like that. that's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, so, so you want to know what so it is? I think a brand people. new combat machine, and if you're shooting two eights out of it, and you set the hop up right, good. After a month, and it starts to like go, and it needs some maintenance and new bucking. That now you're looking. At like I've had more people when I have them shoot one of my guns because I'm I I am like you said how you introduced me with the pyro. I am. Uh, a friend this weekend told me I am the definition of pay to win in airsoft because oh, yeah. I yeah, had you are I had an SR twenty five I had the the that A and K SR twenty five Kythera with a UGS stock with a <laughs> Rico RL twenty five thermal clip on a FLIR whatever and just every every kind of knickknack widget tubes, you can put a thermal well not dual tubes just a PBS fourteen and a FLIR breech poor poor oh you had two thermals okay. yeah I had two thermals just you know one for observing while I'm walking and one for my gun you know <laughs> but like when I sh you know when when you see Moves how this thermal thing, out of the way yeah when to you look through that thermal. was actually kind of a pain in the ass I actually like had to do I'd Richie is literally the U S government oh my he just you throws are money <laughs> my life is so hard <laughs> throws money at the problem yo he is no uh, yo, my yo, life right. is so hard I have to move all these all right, thermals so, out of my way all right yeah I definitely am RoboCop but look if anybody has ever watched RoboCop 2 Anthony why don't you look at one of the cameras does he not look like the kid from RoboCop 2 named, yeah. the character is named Hob I'll put it uh, on screen he'll put it on screen there you go I that's I put it think that's what he chat. looks like baby face <laughs> but like once I sh have them shoot like one of the guns I've spent money on they go oh shit that's how you shoot and and actually they don't get mad they go 
that makes sense why I didn't hit you because they're basing it off what their gun is. And they go, dude, how did you do this? How much did you spend? Who'd you go to? And I'm like, I'll be like, yeah, I went to Antec or I did this or I did that. Or, hey, man, let me see your gun. And then half, a lot of times their hop-up is just a little bit tweaked. And I'm like, dude, if you have it where it sails and then goes and drops like that, you'll get better accuracy. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, my gun shoots so much better. A lot of people just don't know. And if you're like one of these like guys that goes to a field a lot, it is nice to actually go and help players. I always thought helping players is better, but obviously you're going to get some people that are well, that not. That is no, the next two. Yeah, so hold on. Right. We'll get to that. But I think yeah. another part of that is that people don't actually know what distance looks like. Because That's how many times too. we've said too. it during the safety brief, if you're standing at the safety brief podium at the field, the end of the AstroTurf is 100 feet. They've yeah. measured that out to be specific. Yep. But how many times players come up to me and go, Ref, how do I know what ten feet is? Could you could you take um one of those um you know the don't you I, I thought I saw it in the uh by the staging area one of those like kickboxing dummies the one like oh the uh like the the medical punch. dummies we use for down pilot games what if you had one standing up on that astroturf and you had a white line and you'd marked it a hundred feet and be like hey guys see this representation this is a hundred feet idea. and doing so, that so people go oh oh because yeah they, because. The thing is, I see it all the time, especially when I'm refing, is players start engaging people that are way far outside of BB gun effective range. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, ref, I know I'm hitting him. I'm like, yeah. you you might. And this is a big might. I was like, but fire and maneuver. If you think you're hitting him, you can hit him again, maneuver on him, shoot him yeah. again. Because I guarantee you, you probably hit a twig or the wind blew or you're shooting two fives and there's a slight breeze. Like, but there's also the factor that by the time it gets to a person, oh, he's the, the, feel, the feeling is, the, the, the energy is way less. Well, there's that, but he also could have moved. Yeah, moved. yeah, yeah. Anything could have happened. Yeah. And because of that, we always tell players, if you shot them, you can do it again. Get a little closer and do it. And I'm going to go down there and watch them and see. And most of the time, before I get 75% of the way to that person, that player's BBs are dropping at the ground because they don't realize that yeah. they're outside of the effective range because they don't know what distance looks like. Yeah. Here's another thing. Uh, here's a pro gamer tip. Uh, I did this the other week before I went to Bol uh, whatever, Bolkar. Bolkar. I, I, I get these names confused with all these names, <laughs> with all these names of these games. Richard's like, the, um, but, uh, <laughs> like three names. Yeah. Um, the, I always would have someone shoot me with my gun at a distance because I want to know what it feels like, one, to how far is it? So me and Anthony would have would have each other shoot each other oh, at a certain distance to find out because it's the only way you figure it out. And then the other, what was it? the other day? I had uh, Ethan and I had uh, who, who was the other guy that was at the at the field uh, that was um, with his SR twenty five who helped me? Kevin. Kevin, yes. And I said, yeah, I'm gonna go out there and you're gonna shoot me. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this is the only way to find out because at that distance, right? Once I turned around and looked where I was, I went, oh, yeah, that's 80 yards, yeah. Eight, not 85 yards. I remember the remember minute I got we, to shoot you with your gun. Remember when we first built your SR-25 yes. at Thera, all right? And it was like, it was a fucking, the, the airsoft gun's not even the funny part of the story, right? Yeah. I've never seen this natural phenomenon happen. Oh. <laughs> Rich is like all the way out by the trash can or on the other end of the driveway, like just just like arcing the hills. We can get as oh, I told them, yeah, shoot me. And they're I'm like, what? They're like, are you sure about this? And we I'm like, yes. And we're we like 300 feet of rain or 300 feet away. And we see it start to rain by rich. And we realize it's not a little rain. It's like a torrential downpour. It was a wall of just rain. And, and I'm running rain. <laughs> And he's and running I'm, away. I'm running away. I'm basically doing my best Tom Cruise impression. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. 
Me and Jordan saw this wall of rain just coming towards us, and Rich is trying to like run past it, and we're just like, fuck that. <laughs> He's trying to outrun the rain, and we're like, we can make it inside the shop before this comes. We got in with very little water on us. Rich came in and was soaked. It's like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, man. Just like yeah, just running like away. The moment he got hit with this gun, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, we were doing that at night with the thermal. It was still bright enough to see out. Yeah, yeah. Because we were but trying to see the point of impact versus <laughs> yeah. where but that we're is going the, the That uh, is the thermal. best way to figure out if how your gun feels at a certain distance. Like people don't think that. And, and once you do that, you turn around with a friend that's shooting you. You literally go, like I remember turning around because that, that SR twenty five literally I measured it out. It shoots like eighty seven, ninety yards. It's ridiculous. That's with, far yeah. with fours. It's and the all the field limits and the MSW limits and everything. It's. But like I turned, I was like, it doesn't seem that far because I'm kind of snobby with that. And then I turned around when I when I walked out there and looked at what who was shooting me. I went, dude, if they were in camo and we were in just the fi- the field part where we parked, I'm like, if they were wearing some kind of like ghillie suit or just laid down, I wouldn't even see them. I'm yeah. like, so I, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And they were sh- the first round, they hit me right in the chest. I was like, ooh, ow, <laughs> yippee, yippee, ow, okay. And that's it. So like, I think people don't know distance. That's yeah. a lot. So by by that extension, people think you're not being fair. So if Boy, you're able to, their BBs are just dropping. They'll also base it off of other people's range. Yes, I saw a yes. guy come. He built a really nice SR25. It it shot. It probably shot as far as the one I built you. This one was an AEG, and there was an instance the day this one day he was playing, I was revving, and some people just accused the guy in the bush, Gilly, just not calling his hit. But like, because they were basing it off of their perception, because he yeah. was shwacking the tree, they yes. were hiding behind it, yes. and they're shooting back at him. But but they don't realize that like he actually had like three hundred feet yeah. of range, and they had half of that. Yeah. So yeah. that like that the perception is. Is a huge when you show people, and that's the thing is like you, once you show people what it is, like oh okay, and so that goes back to when I first played paintball, is I saw the discrepancy between having a semi-auto like Tipman ninety eight and one of these spider things, and I was like fuck this. At least with airsoft, we were kind of all playing on the same level field. You can get a little bit better, maybe be a ready to fire, you know, maybe more reliability. But everybody kind of shot the same. Now like with HPA, certain tuning, certain BB weights. There's there is a pay to win, but it's still it's, not it's as within, bad. It's within the confines of the sport yeah. and, and the LARP because there's classes for it. It's not and, as and bad as, if as paintball. I thought at least me. There there are not there aren't guns shooting three hundred feet that are not DMRs. Yeah, you know should, yeah. there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. There I mean, it, look if there's a green tag shooting three hundred feet. Hell yeah. Then he broke physics. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, keep trying. I'm, I've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? or, he's, or he's shooting it up. I was going to say, or, or we've come is my gun. <laughs> mine's a green tag all the time. And with four arrows, I can shoot you at 250. That's about the best. And, we can and, do. We're, and we're playing with like, like, you know, jewel creep and, oh, yeah. and four, like heavy BBs. And we're, oh, I can't really believe that. I pushing it. And XL, XL twos and two fives. That's what they were called. XL twos and two fives. That was, I remember those were the BBs. When you first and then, started. and then, in oh god, what what year was that? I'm trying to think when BioValve came out. BioValve three O. No, no, the BioValve two sevens. The little oh, the glass. Oh, the silicone. Oh my god, those were like whatever gun you shot out. You could use a Tokyo Marui, the lowest jewel limit. It would make everyone call a hit because it was just. And what was great <laughs> yeah. about those those BBs is at a certain distance, 
you could you actually could see them better than white BBs because the light would reflect reflect off them refract refract reflect same thing and then you'd see them at a distance what was awesome is if you used a light behind it like a flashlight it was basically a giant tracer the entire time so the very first crazy. time like the very first time I ever played airsoft right so I discovered airsoft through a video uh, and then looked up. Do you remember the video? I do. We've we've yeah, night ambush in Utah. It's called night <laughs> oh yeah, that's Utah. the best. That was a fantastic. Yeah, he's one, seen man. it too. I remember. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be I surprised if you were so, in that video. Oh no no. So but that was fantastic. That was literally the demonstration of like what dude, airsoft could be. And you know what? What's cool now is that if you guys aren't playing the night games at Zulu, it's has a very similar effect to that. Yeah. And the more you get like more tracer units, it's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. So so I I got into airsoft right. Found a place, local place. Uh, mm. Turns out to be the location that we're at now. Yeah. Um, it was their first day open, so it was me, the owner, and this guy CJ. Became really good friends with CJ. Well, the very first hit I ever took in airsoft was a two seven silica BB right to my eye pro, and apparently, like, oh. like silica BBs Ooh. apparently were like shattering eye pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, for the record, we do not condone the use no, of BioVal two sevens or any other glass or silica BBs, and they are not allowed at our. They were or. Metal BB. I was yeah. literally using I was literally using those at, at Fort Drum for Pine Plains and Saws. I was literally done. And so was everyone else. Oh man, it was fantastic. You would literally be, oh, it was so good. Oh my God. It was the best. It was because at that point there really wasn't really heavy BBs. There wasn't even there was maybe threes somewhere, like maybe some KCS brand. Oh, the KSC 30 Maybe, yeah. maybe, but they weren't readily available. It was when two sevens became available, it was something heavier. And it was like, oh wow, this is what an airsoft gun could do. And it was like kind of wild. That was that Fast was awesome. forward ten years and we have five O's. Actually, there's somebody on hop up right now selling six eights. I know I showed you that. That yeah. was crazy. I can't even six imagine. Eights? And they're six, six eights. millimeter? They're six, six millimeter and they're ceramic. Twenty two dollars oh. for fifty BBs. Yeah. They're ceramic? I think they're ceramic. Oh, let me I'll pull it up in five. Yeah, that's I, no bueno. But, but it's um uh, yeah, it's six yeah, that fifty rounds. I just like remember I remember yeah. somebody created uh had Eights, eight eights. I saw those. Is it yeah. an eight mil? No, 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 it, no. Was a, it was a six, six mil BB, but it was more so metal was, powder than metal. anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was a metal BB. Yeah, uh, an unpolished metal BB is all it was. Yeah. But uh, I would also so, like to just backtrack for a second and say how happy I am that we converted you over to the No Nods Night Games. Oh, it was cool. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely neat. I, I just. You know what I have? Oh, actually, you know what? About another airsoft injury. I, I remember going to a no-nod night game because I only got nods once Milson West became a thing. I yeah. always played night games and never had a problem. But one time, it was so dark, I couldn't see my hand. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get impaled and I'm not going to die playing airsoft because I'm going to like literally fall down this hill <laughs> and literally impale myself. Yeah. But definitely with how the field is lit up and enough, it's, it's, it's good. It's fun. But I think with... If you mix the night vision and the tracers and like all that, you could definitely. So uh, the, the next night, June fourth. Yeah, ready. June June fourth. We're doing. Everybody has to use tracers, and you can use night vision, right? And the thought, the it's really a mechanic, right? So yeah. it's it's making everybody comfortable being at night and yeah. with tracers and everything. And now the guys who have MBGs aren't just shooting targets, right? June yeah. 4th, so Sunday night. What's that? Is it Sunday night or Saturday? Night? It's Saturday night. Oh, it might be June third then. So yeah. June third, correct? Uh, but. So the, the whole mechanic is that you can't shoot without giving away your position. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's going to make everybody feel comfortable. Like at yeah, the very not least. Not a cloak of invisibility. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I played night games with MBGs at my field. Yeah. Right. And it kind of the first couple of times you're like, oh, that was fun. But then after that, you're like, 
I'm just shooting targets. Like, yeah, half the time they have, yeah. they don't even know where I'm at. Yeah, it's, unless you're fit playing dedicated night vision user only games. But you see them. So, so from a business standpoint, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you get twelve people that show up. Mm. Like, cool. I got to be here till eleven. And then, unless you, unless you had uh, like what a, you had an organized game where it's like, yo, this is basically uh, basically Benghazi. Yeah, basically Benghazi. Attrition. Yeah, that's that's Benghazi. Attrition was a really good one where like both teams could have night vision and it went to the night. Yeah. If it wasn't zero degrees. uh, Look, that's a big change that I've seen. I can't believe how many people at one point have honda civics attached i tell people this <laughs> i tell my dad i'm like yeah this dual tube costs like eight grand he's like what the, how are these kids affording this i'm like i don't know like i literally Mom's everything's credit card everything's fi- everything's finance man like dude it's <laughs> yeah. crazy like the, the the level of night vision at some games is cr- i'll tell you this much with milson west you, you kind of want it only for the fact that since it's 40 hours continuous um to get the full amount but you can get away with it but it's like you're just gonna be in the pv all night being like oh is there somebody gonna get me but like <laughs> it's that was the only t- otherwise like all the pine planes all those 24-hour events uh, uh you were able to make do with how much ambient light and street light type yeah. stuff was there i never felt like whatever you could uh, get away with like a game at guardian center or oh, Camp yeah, Shelby without night vision but I've also never done a Milsom West game without night vision, and I yeah. would never want to. Yeah, I like, never want most, to now. No way. When most people oh. ask me, like, hey, what should I do for Milsom West? Like, what should I bring this, that, and the other? I'm like, do you have night vision? And they say, no. I'm like, rethink this after you have night vision. Yeah. I was like, because half that game's at night, and you're never going to want to go out to one of those games without it. Well, the, yeah. big, the big thing now is, you know, the Milsom West arms race, right? Everything's going thermal. Oh yeah, night vision thermal and how much oh. pyro are you bringing? Yeah. Yo, this week, this weekend, when I fired all that SR twenty five on the Friday night, hey God, it was the best. It was so good. But like it, thank you, Antec Airsoft, for <laughs> making this awesome gun. Oh, I literally, yo, there was this okay classic, classic airsofter moment. So basically, the we I was on militia and Russ War obviously, and we walked in and. Uh, NATO was already like set up an ambush, and it just so happened they were had the hot they had the high ground and uh, <laughs> and uh, Star Wars reference. He didn't make a joke. I was waiting. for I it. was ready for it. I, I, was, I, I was. He's actually, like he's so he's so into. He took. I was, I was actually not interrupting the story. Yeah, he was so happy that <laughs> yeah. this gun he made was like awesome. So we get we had to make this like push like. Uh, right and went up this hill that was literally the incline was like this and i just remember me and anthony because anthony's about as old as i am I'm, I'm 38 he's like 35 or 36 and we're like oh my god this is ridiculous and we went up running and we get up to the top we we have this battle on this main road with nato forces and then all of a sudden just gets quiet and then like we're like we start noticing some rust for coming up. So we thought, oh man, maybe there's, maybe they're rust for now. Cause a lot of them were walking away cause they've already bled out. And then the best is my, uh, squ- uh, uh, squad leader, <laughs> Ryan Bauer basically walks up to the guy. And Oh, by the way, the whole time where the, the, the passcode was whatever added up to six. Yeah. Or no, whatever added up to, uh, yeah, whatever added up to six. So we'd be like, one. They'd be like, five. 
It was the same for them as well. Oh, shit. So it was hilarious <laughs> right from the beginning, right from the, we all had the same. And like, and then we're, it was hilarious with that. So then Bauer walks up to another NATO guy. I think it was like or, uh, Rob Rag or it was either that or the Marines or something like that. They walk up and they realize, and I'm looking at them in the thermal scope and they literally, and the guy goes to Bauer goes, uh, I guess we have a predicament here. Ah. And they basically <laughs> walked backwards. And what I thought was we had saw Russ for, cause Bauer's like in with all that Russ for, and he walked backwards, like in a weird position, like kind of like moving his butt, like in a weird way. <laughs> so I thought he was just goofing around. And the other guy looked like he was goofing around in clear on the thermal. I was like, Oh, they must know each other. And he didn't say anything. So I thought, Oh man, he must be like, okay, they're going to go over there. Bauer gets back, goes, and he goes, yeah, those are all NATO. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, if he had just said he ran away at one point and just hopped in into the ravine, but then I started schwacking people and you were literally hearing the the gear and you'd hear, oh, <laughs> or like I saw one guy go back into the left. It was literally like reliving Oliver Stone's JFK back into the left, back into the left. Like it was really, that gun at night was fucking disgusting it was so good with the thermal because um with that thermal the refresh rate's so good that at a certain distance you see the bbs it's very hard to but because it's shooting like a little bit higher because it is a dmr the initial you don't see so on a lower feet per second lower jewel gun you would actually see the bb like going out but dude i was schwacking so many dudes that i felt bad like i was like dude this is fucked up i am fucking people up left and right <laughs> but then like the rest of the game i had trouble like getting through trees because i was trying to like shoot really too far but that that gun is awesome that gun's fantastic i would never i never did dmr i was like soft what did auto. you think of that ao balkar like how did how did they do it what, uh, what, what team were you on i was on militia you're on militia okay so now, anthony they kind of switched it from like yeah they kind of switched went. it yeah because this time russ four and militia outnumbered nato yeah, they by had like bit. seven platoons versus yeah. four it was wild so yeah, that's what happened last time yeah but it was the other way around nato had a bunch and militia didn't uh, so and a lot of people drop yeah uh, so this time militia was attacking and nato was defending so like all my friends that are on rob rag were like we were just on top of the mountain all weekend kind of like you and i were the first time around right. fucking fantastic so richie got the other end of the oh my god every I, I don't one day one day at a milson west so you walked up that hill a lot, a, a lot. yes the stairmaster new york city man experiences yes hiking. yes i'm like <laughs> crash course um like one day at, at a Milson West, I will be on a defensive position every time. Even though when I switch, I go this way or that way. It's I'm always on the attack. I just want to sit in one spot <laughs> and and be lazy for once. But nah. But it was it was really challenging. Like like even afterwards, I it's funny. Like we were with um uh some of, we were I met the guys from uh, Augusta, the, the owner from Bo. Oh, Bryce and Bo. Uh, yeah, and like those night, yo, that guy is so nice. What a nice guy. He's awesome. And his son, at one point, like he would always go ahead with all these guys. And I'm thinking, at the end of the game, we're walking back with our rocks. I'm like, bro, dude, how, how do you do it, man? And then I'm like, dude, how old are you? And it's me and Anthony walking next to each other. He goes. Oh, dude, I'm like, I just turned 21. I'm like, and we just laughed. We're like, ah! <laughs> we're like, oh my god, no wonder why I didn't feel as bad anymore that I couldn't like really yeah. keep up. I'm like, this guy is like literally like powered by like testosterone, like pumping through his blood, like <laughs> and like whatever else. And but, his knees don't hurt. Yeah, and his knees don't hurt, and like all this other stuff. You know, doesn't lift 
10 tons of garbage every day. Yeah. Like, but um, it was, that, that game was fun. But like the, um, yeah, the, it was uh, cool running with the, uh, the Augusta, uh, the two from uh, Augusta and the owner, Bo. So, so let's, uh, let's take a quick break right there. We'll pick up, uh, Anthony, you can take the next question. Yeah. And we're back. We're going to pick right up with uh, Richard Campbell over here. Is it okay to call you Richard? Uh, that's fine. Okay. A lot of people call me Richie. So Richie. We'll go with Richie. Yeah. So shoot, shoot for the next question, Anthony. Richie. So this is like a yes or no question. Okay. If, if it elaborates into a story, it does. But okay. I, I feel like it, you're just going to choose one of the two. Have you ever had any negative experience experiences while playing airsoft, such as disagreements with other players or conflicts on the field? Uh, <laughs> I have one that was kind of hilarious so, yeah. and, um, it was at an AMS event and, uh, it was at black site where they had it at like all the, um, it was like all these buildings, but you couldn't go in it cause it had black mold in it. It literally was like super dangerous. Is that go why they called it black site? I don't know. <laughs> but like it was in Mississippi or Missouri or something like that. And, uh, this guy, so somebody threw a hand grenade from outside. Uh, it's it's funny as uh, the the position of everybody. I just remember because I I didn't know who Alphonse was yet, but he had the guac camouflage and he was using this machine gun. I'm like, yo, f- shoot those assholes over there! And he's shooting. I'm stacking up on a door with Anthony and a bunch of other dudes from um, from uh, the company we were rolling with at the time, Z Shot, and like. <laughs> A grenade comes out, but it it's get it gets thrown like 25, 30 feet out the door, yeah. out into the thing, not near us. This guy walks over from two hundred feet away with and it was like a scrawny guy, scrawny kid, but he had a um baseball helmet that was covered in what's what's the desert? I don't know the camo. The Yo, like AR1 a batting helmet? A batting helmet oh, with a GoPro shit. mount. Shit. And it didn't have a GoPro on mount on it. But it had the side. It had the side vents, right, for like baseball helmets. Yeah. And but it was dipped. It hydro dipped in AOR one. What's that? The desert one. Yeah. That's. And he's like, "Well, I think you guys." And I'm like, "Get the hell out of here!" I'm like, "I'm like in kill mode." <laughs> and like, you can't talk to me while I'm in kill mode. Like when I'm in kill mode, I'm like, "Get the fuck out of my way." I'm kind of a dick a little bit. Not really. Not that bad. I'm not that bad. But afterwards, I'll be like, "Oh man, dude, that was crazy. Oh man, are you all right?" <laughs> I'm like just laughing, like, "Oh, we'll have, have a conversation for five hours with the guy." But you're but a like, Robocop. But right then, yeah, right then, I'm like, "Dead or alive, you're coming with me." And I'm like trying to kill these dudes. <laughs> and the best is Anthony comes up to guys like, "Hey man, what's the problem? Like, what's the deal?" He's like trying to like de-escalate this. It's like, "Well, I saw you guys shoot," and he's like, "Well, get killed by the grenade." He's like, "Well, where did you see us? Because we didn't actually. I saw him walk from that distance, yeah. but Anthony didn't. He thought he came from." side or something yeah you know and then he it, the guy points to where he was he's like you're telling me you saw it from that far get the hell out of here yeah. and it was just and then he's like well whatever guys whatever and that's like just been a thing when i see these other guys like my friend Stu and all these other dudes that i <laughs> jason all these guys i don't get to see a lot we just like this weekend we went you know to mills west we were just like whatever guys whatever because it was just so <laughs> wacky that the guy had a baseball <laughs> helmet on. And I was like, it was dude, a shared hallucination. Dude, it was just like <laughs> classic. The guy came from like 200 feet away to tell us we got killed by a grenade, which he definitely didn't see. And that, that that's one time that I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. But I never really had, um, I can't think of one where I got 
really angry or do you think that guy played baseball like he had the helmet like i would he, hope he, so he thought he threw the grenade like, i would hope feet. no but like no he didn't he wasn't the one that threw the grenade okay they came from the building he was outside dead in the middle of a field that i'm not kidding you 200 250 feet he was very far it took him a while okay like you know in a movie when somebody walks from a distance and they like edit it where like they don't see them walking and they kind of like <laughs> ghost image it coming closer that's what i saw the guy walking up and i'm like is this guy got a baseball? The NPC on? glitched. Yeah, that's, that's when you play this. Yeah, that's when you play the Oblivion. Yeah, music. yeah. I was like, what the hell? Like, oh yeah. That's literally what it felt like. I was like, what the hell? But I've never really had a a, a real disagreement that I, I, I mean, maybe like, dude, fuck you, whatever. Like, I say shit like that, but it's never that the guy. I'm just like, that's how I'm like playing. But afterwards, after the situation, if the guy gets me like, oh, dude, that was awesome, man. That was great. Like. You know, I'm I'm never serious about it. Like I, I can't think of a time that I was like really. And you know, it's funny. Like friends of mine will be like, "Dude, are you fucking kidding me?" There was definitely that one time. I just don't remember. I really don't. So if there is, that, that's it. I can't think of what. That was the only time I was like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> whatever, guys. Whatever. I can't see you getting an actual conflict. Oh, like that. actual fist fight or something like no, that. Not no, e- not no. even that. I don't even see you getting into like a call your hit uh, cabacle or yeah. whatever. Like. You, I can I can say to myself like this motherfucker is definitely getting hit. And I just go I just fucking shoot more. I, I I've always yeah. just learned from shooting more. Do you know how people like uh, <laughs> people you know attach certain uh, personality traits and characteristics to like boomers and mm-hmm. Z? Like I, I I do the same thing with like airsofters, given like what decade they were playing. So like you're like an early two thousands airsofter, mm-hmm. and like you just have that. <laughs> Like go, like, I played a like lot. Go community, help the new guy out. Attitude. There was like, a little bit of that, and I think I've just shot so many BBs. That's why I'm like so interested in like blank fire and pyro and shooting tags and just buying all the tags as much as I can, you know. And yeah. like literally, that is that just. Oh man, it's the best. I love that tag launcher is the best thing. They're so accurate too, man. I've I've been able to make it's hits at 180 meters with a rangefinder. Not like yeah. oh man, let's sell the 180. No, literally, if you get the rangefind and like you literally line it up, it's perfect. Yeah, we we uh, Hoffman and I did a bunch of testing and stuff, uh, and there it's really accurate. They're then very we, accurate. Then when we went to uh, Guardian, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a poo poo. Dude, event, I, I but we we got we managed to get on like the third floor of some building, and there were. Bad guys like trying to cross yep. the street, and I watched Hoffman like that's what CI like three of them. That one, um, so like with my launcher, I have it with the HPA kit, and I found a difference between the CO2 and then the HPA. The HPA kicks ass because that is literally it's opening up the valve at 1100 psi. It's going that that tank is a super high pressure tank, so it's literally firing those things at. I I would like to get a chronograph and just see how fast it is because it is a 0.9 gram projectile. Oh, 0.9. If it can if it can fit through my chrono, I can set I can set the weight. Oh yeah, we can do that. Oh, you better caliber too. I just use a pecker round or whatever it's called. Yeah, or the or yeah yeah exactly. I have the pecker rounds. Yeah, but it's not gonna fit through that chrono. You need like no, it's not small. Oh, if it's like a regular no, I need like one of those chrono for an actual rifle. Yeah, yeah, where the bow and arrow ones. I I think it's going like I wouldn't be surprised going 100. 150 miles an hour. What's the jewels on that? Jeez. I have no idea, but they, let's, just, let's so, just not talk about it. 51. They're so they're so a, they're so accurate because I I it and that's what sucked about that guardian game. I remember I had that duffel bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had literally I brought 180 tags with me and I'm carrying it the whole time. And 
I fucked up by looking at, I didn't, I missed a screw on the back of my ML36 that must have fell out. And what sucks is I usually overpack and I would have brought my second one, but I said, Rich, we don't need to pack that this time. <laughs> I wish I did because then I would have gotten it. I would have packed that and I would have had all the tags. But now I have, between that, my last, the last little order that happened, I think I'm up to 303. I think 350 or 360 tag rounds. You're the most tag-rich man in America. I know, I know, and I hope I get more. You don't call them rich for nothing. That's right. Oh. (laughs) All right. Just for context real quick, because I I ran the math. Let's say it's a a 0.9 gram projectile, Mm -hmm. and let's just say it's traveling at 350 feet per second. That's pretty fast. Uh, That would be five joules. Oh, that's actually not as bad. What's joules on a a paintball at 280? Do you know the weight of a paintball? (sighs) I don't know, but you can probably... I'm going to pull it up real quick. If that were a BB, that would suck. But a yeah. larger projectile, that force is being distributed across a larger... And has the, so the, the weight of a paintball like... is 1.25 grams. Um, so that would be... Oh, wait. Am I saying a gram or an ounce? Oh, 0.9 of an ounce. My bad. My yeah, bad. I was going to say. Yeah, I just realized that. I'm like, wait. I know it's point... Yeah, it's 0.9 of an ounce. That's right. Uh, so paintball would be 4.55. Okay, so it's a little bit well. Actually, that weight was wrong, but um, it's just less it's a good now. Well, so oh. I can I can change it. So let me real quick uh, ounce mass, and you said point nine ounces. Yeah, point nine ounces. Let's just keep it at two hundred eighty feet per second. Uh, that would be ninety joules. <laughs> That's a fastball. I was firing. Well, that actually tracks <laughs> because. <laughs> We've seen like the photos of what happened when tags go wrong at Milson West. I mean, prime example, uh, my friend Connor O'Brien, he took one of the impact rounds to the back of his airframe and it was enough to dent the back of the airframe, but also it it was an airsoft replica. It wasn't a real one. Um, no, it was a replica, but also the flash from it because it was the impact round. It flashed through the vent on the back of his airframe and burned his eyebrows off. Wow! Yeah, I, his uh, wife was. Laugh. That's his so, wife was not happy after I, that. It singed the top of his Oakleys, like the top of his lenses shit. were all black after that. I, uh, I think I can have the photos to show you guys oh, later. That thing that they they do fly out fast because when I first tested it out uh, at my old apartment, I had a, a steel door, like an actual steel door, and uh, I had a uh, the old fate rounds, but the front was blown up, so it all it had still a the. Um, the rifling and it, it was the plastic core. Yeah. Right. And I fired it from about, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, 12 feet, 13 feet at the steel door. And it dented the steel door. Yeah. St- dented the steel door. It made a dent. Right. And it actually heated up the, the, the round. I picked it up. It was hot. It was actually melted <laughs> Holy from shit. It, it. It flew out and made like the, such a big thud noise, but like with the regular tags, but there was one, um, Grozny game. That um, that I uh, was doing. It's actually like uh, it's one of Jet's videos, actually. And we're like throwing hand grenades, and I'm literally I I assaulted the mosque with. I, I Jordan, you were definitely there. Oh, I, I was assaulted there for this. the. I was literally assaulting the mosque with the ML36, and I was shooting people. I was literally reliving my Terminator Two. Oh, gas, yeah. Uh, uh, gas. Uh, gas mask whatever no the uh, gas grenade launcher yeah i shot a guy in the back and he literally went oh and like literally went into his like <laughs> all the sleeping bags on the second level i was firing them into like the little this ch- is the like game the- where you were a civilian right 
No, 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 not that one. It was actually the Force on Force one. Oh, okay. But yeah. I did bring my ML36 to the Force on Force game too. That was pretty wild as well. I, I bring that. That thing is the best thing ever, and it's sad that like you can't get the rounds. I mean, you get the chalk rounds, so at yeah. least like that's good. The smoke, I'm curious. I never bought them. I should have. They're they're not good. Yeah, uh, even the newer ones. They're okay. Mm, like I, you need to fire three to four of them to be as effective as like one sport smoke small grenade yeah i'm they're, actually they're good for marking that would be uh, that's what i would thought about using is using them for the initial uh shot and then from there i can judge wind from the back but like yeah. you're firing not that far where wind doesn't affect it i'm telling you like they're just so effective like yeah they're good well who knows because now with the the most recent tag ban because like I, I can already see it coming. All of the Facebook lawyers and the armchair lawyers are going to be in the comments going, "But tags are not l- illegal. They're blah, blah. they're they're legal." Um, maybe now that we see the technology is still there, those launchers are still there. Yeah. Now this goes one of two ways. Yeah. Either in a year's time, tag rounds continue to go up in price on like the airsoft black market, and eventually those launchers become pieces of junk because now they're just oh, paperweights. Big, well, you mean yeah. big paperweight? Yeah, they're a big Thank paperweight. You. Thank you. Or maybe U.S. companies will see the design and go, okay, let's try and play with inside of U.S. laws and make projectiles that are I, I safe. I believe you can do something where you do that, and if you just have the charge load, but it's just such a touchy issue. It's funny, like these places where like you can't own a firearm, but you can own like basically it looks like well, I'm talking RPG, more like because, like, and, and like, Russia, like, look at EG67. Oh, yeah, I know we have strike arts. Yeah, those things. Are great. Um, but maybe wow. like because like we see EG67s in the direction they've taken that because like Enola started out as a smoke grenade company and now yeah. they have flashbangs and frags and they're within the confines ish yeah. of US ish maybe uh, maybe <laughs> but like maybe companies can see the tag in projectiles and go okay there might be a way we can do this legally. Like maybe it's a 209 primer. There's that one well, company that's on Amped already that they're filling them with chalk and glitter. That's a good base. Well, remember too, we're we're thinking of this and we're we're all thinking of this in terms of New York. Yeah, there are free states out there that don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, you can have 38 them. millimeter grenade launchers. The, the, the problem is seven. Yeah, the problem's the the import. Yeah, that's the, the thing. Import. Now uh, maybe there are going to be companies that because they see there's an import ban, they can be like, well, there's a void that needs to be filled. There's, there are people I think with shelves I think what's and launchers. Ha- I think what there's a gonna, void right now. I actually think what's going to happen is they're they're going to fight, and the ATF won't be able to just outright ban it. They'll have to say, okay, you need to be an FFL, yeah. or you need to be something, or you need to get a tax stamp for a certain number. I, what would suck is it's at each device is going to yep. be a tax stamp. Yep. And they, so they, then that would be like one tag round yep. is two hundred dollars, not including the tax stamp. The tax stamp's two fifty. Well, so oh no no. So then okay. So I, I if I two hundred and sixty dollars. No, item. it might be the ta- yeah. Well, the projectile itself may be cheap, but the the two hundred dollar tax stamp on top of each individual round. Well, so the ATF That's classified right. it as a destructible device, yeah. which means each one has to have a serial number, which means you have to tell the ATF, hey. I'm going to set this one off. Oh my God! Boom! Hey ATF, I set it off. It's it's destroyed now. Here's the proof and evidence that it's destroyed. Here's a serial number on it. Like that's it. Yeah. They classified it as basically an explosive. The same thing as a frag grenade, yeah. like a real one. Yeah. And the problem there being, you're never going to be able to track that pyro down at Milsom West. You're never going to be able to go take a no. photo of your blown up no grenade. No. It's not no possible. Way. They're making it that way on purpose. They're yeah, making they're making it. And I, I understand why they're doing it. And we can jump through as many hoops as we want. But even then, let's say you do need a tax stamp for it. 
everyone in this room lives in the state of New York. Tax stamps are not allowed in New York. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Fuck the New York. But oh well. So, all right. The, the, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Really moving on. Moving on. Moving on. One thing. On, moving on. Moving on. No. Moving on. The best grenade experience I had was at that last Benghazi at Zulu. The last one at Zulu. Yeah. And oh, we took the, pilot, the the pyro rainstorm. He took the the EG sixty seven like no. uh gut and put it in the Nerf football. And like at some point at night, like Dave just opens up this suitcase, this yeah. like little briefcase with all these grenades, and I was just like I was like and he was like, Yeah, just take take a bunch. And I was like <sighs> So like we <laughs> <laughs> we Dave. took it. We 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 pull the pin and we just throw it. We got so much range under. out of these EG sixty seven. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had made a a launcher. So those rounds were the RPGs, right? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was a very early thing, guys. This is like the first one we did. Mm. Well, the launcher it was like this cumbersome setup where I had a, a what are they called? A compressor, like a yeah. job site compressor, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had to run back, fill up the launcher, then run forward. Yeah, and shoot I had whatever. a, I, I had the thing called the fart cannon. It would literally had fired Nerf vortex rounds, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. little ones, but the big ones. Oh shit! Yeah, I like you would fire that and be like, pew, like we literally had a um uh, a sprinkler valve yeah. uh, solenoid in it, so you could fire it, and it was awesome. So I made these rounds. I I had the small Nerf, cut the tops off, hollowed them out, drilled them out, and then took the cores of EG sixty sevens and glued them down in there. Oh. So now. It was like a two-man operation. One guy pulls a pin, shoves it, oops, shoves it down the barrel. The other guy shoots, and it was cool as hell because it left a spark trail. Yeah, so you could like see it. And then it's it similar to what they do in the UK. They have um, a lot of those th the thermobaric ones that are like they throw it down a tube, it launches, and yeah, they have the tube like that because they have uh, pyro. Can you? Yeah, they can have guns, but they can have the coolest fucking airsoft. Yeah, and their initial airsoft guns are all high vis, pink and green. But unless you unless you're part, part of, of a like club, a right? club, yes, yeah. the club. So, all right, number seven. How do you think airsoft could be improved either as a sport or as a community? Yeah. Wow, that's a little Remove question. the people aspect. <laughs> yeah, let's get into um, the weeds, son. Uh, improved would be like, obviously, what we were just talking about, like yeah. allowing the pyro and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, improved would be like, I don't know, when you meet people in person or see people in person, I mean... I think what we've been talking about a lot as far as like you know, assume people aren't really being shitheads and they're actually being nice and they're actually they, they actually don't feel you shooting at them. They literally have no idea you're shooting at them because your gun is only shooting like assume that nobody's actually just out to get you and make ruin your day. Oh, benefit uh, of the doubt. Well, yeah, so I have something uh, to add on to that. I mean, I, I to, to to make it better. Um, Yeah, that would be the thing. I mean. My dream would be like if I like me and this uh, a friend of mine, Chris, we literally came up with if we because he's been playing almost as long as I have, if not a little longer as far as um, like with paintball I added on. And uh, we thought, oh, man, if we ever won the lottery, I would literally I would make Milsom West like basically do tell Josh, yo, here's a, just get this organized. We're going to go to Camp Shelby. We're going to get we're going to make Russ for and militia tickets nothing like literally just show up maybe we'll make people five dollars they gotta donate or whatever we gotta do whatever maybe ten dollars right you're like multi-millionaire from like a lottery then you have like a bunch of nato but you know they know that you're gonna be outnumbered so they're gonna be like yeah we're kicking their asses they kick us out of the city but then we would have my buddy who's a ranger we would we would buy the the training cycle we'd be able to like actually tell them yeah you know what you need to like oh. do a training and literally <laughs> we'd be either we would have to flip a coin me or chris would flip a coin 
when we got to retake the city or retake this thing and we literally have like we have the whole he said the whole ranger battalion whatever he could get the amount of people on black hawks and everything else <laughs> and just have them come in but we give them like basic combat machines or vfcs or whatever and we give them and we give them 10 grenades each and they just come in like we just but one of us has to like we flip the coin like who's calling in like the broken arrow over the radio like broken arrow or whatever <laughs> just to have them come in and we were just thinking these like ridiculous scenarios where it would be like the last time we've ever played but that's like not really kind of the question but that's that's that would be my dream as I far think that as should if be that a ever new happened, podcast standard if question. that ever happened but like the future like to improve like just i don't know just be nicer to individuals i, I, I that that's my opinion I, I always try to be and don't get so caught up in internet drama. Well, well, you, you so, kind of hit the, yeah. the nail on the head there. Like, give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Remember that we're shooting a projectile that weighs less than a quarter of a paperclip. Yes. And also, there's somebody, you know, there's no need to get all bent out of shape about this shit. Nobody's getting paid to, to go in and play fake BB War. Your, your, um, your ticket price or your data play was not more than anyone else's. Nobody's yeah. getting right. paid to win in BB Wars. Some people make money because they run the field or they contribute to an event and stuff, you know, and, and well, people see that and they know that, but yeah. like nobody's mm -hmm. getting, nobody's getting incentivized based off of their performance winning BB wars. It's not no. like, it's not yeah. like the NFL. I field like team six is going to, except for airsoft celebrity. I, I, you know what? I like, I like the thing that Josh does at every Milson West where he goes, I'm the, you know, I'm oh, a the, silly uh, war nerd, yeah. but that whole the indoctrination is, where is you have to sit there and repeat the, it's fantastic because it really is true. Like, you know, at that, at that level of game, like that's the thing. Like it, I've never had a a problem at like Milsom West or anything like that because most of the time everybody's like, oh god, I'm dead. Oh, they like like they want to act it out. Like, yeah, I don't even. I have a hot take. Go ahead. So, to the improve the airsoft community, I think as a whole, the airsoft community needs to stop incentivizing fights and flipouts and cheater videos online. Oh yeah, I don't really watch so many views. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It gets views, but then it I don't it watch, shines I don't a negative watch light any on of that. Like so, so you guess, don't. Yeah. But so weird perspective yeah, because time, yeah. so many parents come into the shop with yeah. their little Johnny or Timmy or yeah, Susie. I've seen it. Yeah, and they're like, my son or daughter really wants to play this, and they think it's so cool. But I've seen so many videos online of grown men hitting children. Oh because yeah, because they or see like, the fights and flipouts video, or just like these guys are cheaters or and they're terrible, and this you is get like terrible. Nico Ortiz, who's you know a YouTube content creator, and he's watching airsoft fight videos, freaking out, going, "Look, these grown men are beating each other over a toy gun game." Yeah, but he plays airsoft. He yeah, burnt, he, he burnt airsoft. my patch or whatever. But we need like to stop like normalizing that and making it socially acceptable in the community because if that keeps going, there will be people that look at it and go, "I'm not letting my kid do that." Or, or there'll be people looking at it going, "Oh, that's how you play airsoft." Yeah, like I'm, it's so totally like, coping aesthetic to come out and fight someone yeah. and I, like i have to talk to parents and be like that's have, that's have you not had, how it uh, is at zulu uh if you can or cannot deny fisticuffs that like no, really not, wow. even, not even once wow. and it's and it's a large part to do with a the way we run things b the staff being able to like you know grab their cojones and, and address a situation yeah. uh we've had guys like bump chests yeah, yeah i mean like, by that time you have refs over there just so boom Instantly. yeah yeah like as from a player perspective like before i worked at zulu i had a player like shove me and I, the moment i was like i need a ref because somebody just shoved me it was like fucking done shane yeah. came over split it up and it was over yeah. it was over bullshit and cqb sure and it was just a dude got really hot-headed and he thought his 30 dollars was more important than our 30 dollars and we're like look man it's a game and then he shoves a friend into the wall and i'm like dude he's 16 
I, I think and that was it. I think the airsoft community would improve if the members of said community just consist more of free thinkers and just understand that what they see on the internet represents such a small percentage of what actually happens. Mm. You know, if, but if they see this three videos, there's three clips that really get spread around a lot of certain yeah. fights. Like there's one at Jericho Airsoft. Yep. I'm in one. Right. There's I, Dave's seen, in one. I saw there's obviously Rip Kid. There's another one of some guy retaliating. Jeez, I don't even know any of these. My right. But, oh, you, you know Rip Kid. If you've watched these compilations, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll show you off air. Yeah. If you yeah. watch these compilations, you'll notice some of these clips get reused a lot across probably hundreds of videos. At this oh, point. and just like even not even with, airsoft with, channels, just whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's just like something salacious. Within a culmination yeah. of like millions of views. But what people see are, are all of these thumbnails about yeah. all these fights yeah. and flip outs. But yeah. it's really about like the same 10. You know, mm. and, and if you really go down that rabbit hole, which I have because I'm a piece of shit, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, you got uh, to tell you the truth. You kind of have to because like it's part of your business. So you're like, what is what are people? But then you can get down a rabbit hole of like meaningless things. I, or, I, I'm very interested to see how like uh, like conflict situations uh, develop. Yeah. How they resolve. I like to like see how it happens. If they're if it's caught on tape, I want to see it. Yeah. I, I like to. Learn it's kind of like the car. I, I like to study the, the like the human behavior aspect of it. Uh Oh, it's always the same. Well, you know, it's always the same. And, and it's the same in airsoft as is outside airsoft. Yeah. And it kind of goes to that same point with like free thinkers also understand if there's a fight or flip out or some angry person. It's not airsofters. You go to any population of people, there's going to be that like 1% of really disagreeable, aggressive people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I, I've told people many times. So yeah. it's probably like four or five times. I can see people just, you know, seeing 200 people a weekend. You know, yeah. you can kind of pick out. Uh, specific uh, attributes or, or qualities in a person where you're like, brother, may maybe the sport isn't for you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like super hot-headed. He's also the guy that yell and call your hits. He's also the guy that when he gets shot once, he's like, stop overshooting, that type of thing. And I t I've told at least five people in, in my 12 years of, of running Zulu, like, um, hey, man, you should find a different sport. Yeah, like because you're never gonna you're yeah. never gonna let this go. You just don't have the right temperament. I think, and it's like it goes back to what I said before about when my old field when I used to play, where it'd be like, hey man, uh, maybe you need to come back like in three weeks. Here's the money back. Why don't yeah. you come back? We got cooler head. Maybe your dog bit you or something like. And I, it it was just such a nicer yeah. like thing. But I mean, I, I, it's funny like you guys uh, are asking me, and I'm like, I don't come across too much of this. Thank God. Like only like maybe back in the day and if i had like more memory of it sure but like now i think it's because of all the cameras but you know back then there was no action cameras there's nothing on yeah. camera there's that's no youtube incentive yeah. or whatever and that's what you know that's what drives like hey man i want to make you know my youtube career or make an interesting video oh man this guy thought i was cheating and like thumbnail it clip whereas anything that would be like really you know I guess not like that would be considered boring, even though it's like kind of more interesting. So I think some of the like more well done, uh, it's hard for me to watch airsoft videos, but, but only because yeah. I'm jaded from yeah. the field. But uh, every once in a while I'll stumble upon a really well done gameplay video. Mm -hmm. It's not about cheaters or anything like yeah. this, but they like take the time to like put a little map up in the corner and it's yep. like, this is where I'm at. This is the team's objective yes. and this is how we're doing it. I and, love that. And, and these are the guys that I'm working with and this is how we're going in this building. Yeah. That's great. Dude. I yeah. love this. And, and yeah. I've only like night ambushing in Utah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fantastic video because it's just airsoft. Yeah. That's all it is. And they're moving tactically. And then you have no idea what, what's going to happen. Then you see all these like tracer oh, You're like, man. oh man, this is cool. Oh man. But like, there's a lot of videos like that, and they don't they don't get as much um, no because they're not uh, subs. It's not as uh, 
uh, controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Having a, having a fight or. Well, we're, we're conditioned by that in human nature, right? So if yeah. you go, if you go outside, walk around barefoot, uh, and you walk through the grass, and something pricks your foot, what do you do? You look down and you see the thing that pricked your foot. So when you walk inside, you remember that thing that pricked your foot. You don't remember all the nice soft grass that you walked across. Yeah. yeah. And that's human conditioning, right? So we're we're yeah. we're kind of programmed to to pick out negative things and remember them and hold on to them so that way we can learn as a species and and i think that airsoft fights and flip outs is just kind of part of it yeah and, and like there's a huge amount of players that just are so oblivious like what do you mean people fight people are assholes here yeah. like like when i'm rapping if somebody is going to have a problem obviously it's going to be brought to my attention it'll be brought to whoever's rapping's attention so we like the media, we catch such a, a, a large volume of this small problem that it's like all we see sometimes, you know, and most players, they'll just be like, I don't know what's going on. I had a good day. I had a good time. I had, I had a good, good day. Yeah, Nobody yeah, was yelling yeah. at me. And, yeah. You know, I, you know yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy. Like your, your field, you don't get many of that. I, I really, honestly, I, I've never seen anybody get, I rarely even, the a few times like a call your hit, maybe... I, Maybe it's once? few and far between. It's well, really we, few. We, and we actively, specifically with Call Your Hits, yeah, we actively squash that out because of how viral it You got to be really on top of that yeah. as a field owner, I guess. You really got to be um, on like every, like every little thing. It starts out, it's rough when you start out, right? Because when you got a small number of players, like starting out as a business, I mean, because, yeah. because back, a community in, in back, general back too, when yeah. we started implementing this like direct, like, do not yell, call your hits thing. Yeah. That was completely against industry standard. Like, calling your hits, yelling, calling your hits before, uh, before we started that was commonplace. All right, we went directly against that, and so everybody's like, "What do you mean? You don't have to call your hits here?" No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying, "I don't." We're saying, "A, your gun doesn't shoot as far as it does." B, uh, give the player a benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Uh, C, you look stupid when you yell it. Like, yeah. we just don't want it here. And and D, it's fucking viral, so it's in everybody's heads. But we we, we stayed on it from from the beginning, and it, we've had massive payouts um, in quality of play because yeah. of that. And I, and I, it's very rare to hear it on the field now. Yeah, like I would say, in the last month of me refing almost every weekend, I've heard it once. You know what's funny? I think a lot of it has to do also with the shift and how like kids and adolescents are growing up because i feel like so i'm 24 right now like i was in preschool wow. when you were getting into wow. airsoft yeah. wow i yeah. was feel old, i right? was like yeah. four or five right <laughs> now i was <laughs> i think i was the last group of kids the, like the last class of kids that also like rode bikes to your friend's house and came back when it really street lights yeah. on baby that's kind of yeah. wild actually and i feel like i feel like the yeah. class after me Fortnite kids you know what I mean? So like, but now hanging out with friends in person, you went out late. You guys were having fun. Yeah. Yeah. There was a risk involved with going out because you also kind of wanted to be safe. Even if you were a kid, stupid, you weren't thinking about yeah. it so much. You needed a ride home. You know, it was cold. You got hungry. There was a group of friends. When somebody had a conflict or somebody's butt hurt and there was a fight, it often got squashed because everybody just wanted to be okay at the end. Mm. And like there was, I feel like there was a built-in conflict resolution that that existed solely due to the fact that we're here to play the same game, you know, like, and I feel like there's some people now that are younger than me and I'm, I'm not old, but I feel old because of how quickly You're and exponentially, soul, Anthony. Dude, the, no. dude, the culture changes, no. it's changing exponentially, yeah, you know, no, and right. like, yeah. I'm looking at people five years younger than me, the way that he's looking at people like 10 years younger yeah. than him. And I, 
you know, so these kids never like rode their bike to their fucking friend's house. Everything was like online or the parents dropped yeah. them off. They saw them at school or some function. And there was yeah. no, there was no like, look, if we, we sneak off in the woods, if we fuck up and get eaten by a bear or get caught, we're fucked. There wasn't that. Like <laughs> if I get eaten by a bear, my mom will kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it was, there was, and that's why I really like the, the, I guess the vibe fucking zoomer now coming from like you like early 2000s airsofters because airsofters just like oh my god if the cops see us what are they gonna think nobody oh my god this and and there's like a brotherhood associated with this like look we're all doing some really weird thing and we're on the opposite and there was a lot of more adults back then surprisingly enough there was very few kids and it would be like the kids that came were definitely with somebody's son it was very hard to find because let's let's be honest, the name airsoft is literally terrible. Yeah, it's, finding it's terrible to play against, and it was finding. hard to find anything. Like I just remember, you had to go on an old website. It's old websites. Like I don't even know if Red Wolf existed. I remember Den Trinity, Shorty USA. Uh, there was Shorty USA. I remember that. Airsoft like, Megastar. But yeah. but Den Trinity was outside of the states. That's still it's still, I think up. Uh, what was another website? Kapowi. It's like yeah. you, you must have had to make friends with people yeah. in order for them to be on the opposite team. Yeah. Because, like, how are you going to get everybody to meet up? Now it's like people come and they sign up to play. It's a lot more popular, like you were like, saying. It's, yeah. it's definitely on the rise, especially Call of Duty, yeah. everything like that. All the videos, like you're saying. Like, yeah, I, I think that the friendship and community thing came first before. Yeah. And then all the experience, everybody was like, we need more pyro. We need a bigger field, right? And that was cool. But now it's like, now we have the facility. We have everything given to everybody. And the whole friendship thing is last because you're really just playing up against different strangers. You don't know who mm. they are and there's different people just trying it out. Yeah, it, it's, it just seems very different. Oh, so you're culturally. saying, Oh, so you're saying that like, there's been we, a shift when we put, mindset. when you put people like, so you have a community and now we're getting an influx of people that are just, just starting out Yeah, and they may be, you know, uh, you know, good people that are like, Hey, look, I'm just here by myself. I just want to see what it's up. And then you might have some people that don't understand like, yo, <laughs> that that's not going to fly here. Your aggressive attitude or being like what you are. But like, whereas I'm, back in the day with like something like me, I'd have to like, they wouldn't even let you go to the field. You wouldn't be able to find the gun. You wouldn't be able to find a lot of this stuff. Most people that I've seen get aggressive or hot headed. Th- most of them. I'm not talking about all of them. They're, 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 again, there's 1% that are super aggressive, disagreeable people. And they're kind of scummy and it sucks to say that, but most people would not get like that with their friends, but Correct. they would get like that with strangers. Well, everybody's a stranger. Well, the community is yeah. a lot bigger now. Yeah. You know, I mean, when like Rich how, started playing, I mean, how many, I mean, yeah. you were saying you got 120 people. We but, used to get, we used to get a good number of people, but like, but did you know pretty much everybody? You started going, knowing everybody. It, it yeah. went, it went going, from yeah. like, it went from like a cookout where everybody had to get together in a group chat or whatever, email chain or whatever. Fuck. Oh, letters, dude, like right scrolls letters. carried by. Dude, I don't even remember how we we just knew that the game was happening. Yeah. and like, and now you, it's like it, you went from the family barbecue type of planning to everybody's just going to McDonald's. Yeah, and whoever yeah. else is at McDonald's is at McDonald's, but you're really just there to get your burger. But it's not. It, it becomes less about if you're at McDonald's and somebody's like gets in your way. Like, you know, this guy's in the fucking way at the soda fountain. But if you're at like a, a friend family barbecue and uh, somebody's in the way of the punch bowl, you're gonna be like, all right, Johnny. I'll tag on to that. Well, so basically, I remember when uh, Quorum closed down and then we had nowhere else to go. And it almost killed, it almost killed Law Line Aerosol for me. And it almost made me like just kind of quit because like there was nowhere else to play. So, like, at the time, like, Airsoft wasn't as big. 
And like, it was like, oh man, where am I going to go? And then like, what's funny is I went to, um, I went to like, uh, Balahack for a AMS event and it actually like made me like go, oh wow, this is what airsoft is like everywhere else. This is kind of neat. Like it was an AMS event at Balahack and, uh, I was like, wow, people are like really nice. I'm like, oh my God. Cause like I was used to guys being hot-headed, but it didn't matter to me because I was like, whatever. Like we were all like shooting each other like barrel to beef kind of thing. So like it was kind of weird to have people that were like really nice and like really like, oh man, I'm just here to play and all that stuff. And and but I know what it's like where you don't have anywhere to play. So if you are a shithead or you make a community of shitheads and then like, you know, it gets taken away, you'll be like, well, now you have all these guns, you have nowhere to play. Now people will just be like, well, I'll just put it on some site to sell it or whatever. I'll just get rid of it. Whereas back in the day, you, you there was no place to do that even. Yeah. Like it was before Facebook. It was before a lot of this stuff to even sell. So you'd just be like a, a paperweight. I don't know. Like that, the, 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 um, like the, the I hate, God, it's gonna sound like so boomer. Like they didn't, they didn't uh, struggle like I did, type thing. <laughs> Nothing like that, but like more like, hey man, if you have a community that sucks, like where you don't treat people nice. Like my favorite, uh, actually, my favorite thing to do is like me and Anthony used to like we would go to like um, the indoor field and we would like the little kids would be terrified indoors. I'm not surprised. I'm like I'm 250 pounds running through a doorway going, like I'd be, I can't even imagine me being eight years old going, like just shit my pants. But the best would be like, go, yo, follow me. And then like, he, I'd be like, yo, stay in this position. You're a little guy. Just let go down, go really low and shoot this guy. And they would shoot a bunch of people and they'd have the biggest grin. I'd be like, dude, this is awesome. Cause I've, I've shot enough people like that kid is going to remember that. Yeah, man. It's awesome, dude. Like, and it's actually, you know what? It's hard to actually tell somebody to like actually do something and do us. And it was so funny. Like sometimes we, we would try to do that to challenge ourselves. Cause we would just run with pistols in, in CQB at strike force. And we just, yeah, let's just try to get these kids to, and then they'd be like little tiny dudes. So you guys would always miss them. Cause they, I think shooting in the chest and they would be like getting shot right in the dick. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was funny, but like, yeah, just being like, but that's nice. the future of the sport too. Cause like Anthony yeah. said with the community and we've had that, we've had people that are shitheads that don't fit in and we deal with it. Yeah. But at the same time, those new kids, the rental player, the dude that shows up and it's his son's birthday. Like that's the future of the sport. Yeah. I don't even want to say we have people that are shitheads. No, we have one individual every once in a while that is the shithead well we had yeah. a group but we have so now the Across thing is 10 years yeah you can have a clump of people you remember but like really it's so sparse. yeah on it on for a the local basis, for the local field you have to nip that in the butt i think when yeah. you go to like national events or whatever it's kind of like dude you pay the fuck waiver like i'm barrel of beef whatever kind of thing it's like that's it, this is big yeah, boy so big different big boy rules like hey man but like the, the local field where there's young kids Hey man, it's a totally other thing. And like people that are just trying it out for the first time and never seen it. The only thing they've seen is a video. They have no concept. But that's the thing. So it's like you have all those experiences and those instances adding up together. You have parents seeing the fights and flip out videos online going, I don't want my kid to do that. And then you come to a field and it's like, if that kid has a bad time because maybe some dude's a dick to him or maybe somebody overshoots them or they just shug them or shrub them off because they're the hoodie warrior for the day and they get treated like shit. 
they're never coming back. They're going to go, that sucked. I don't want to do that again. Then the business starts to fail. And then as a whole, the industry and the sport starts to fail because new players aren't welcomed. And and they're now treated like outcasts. Staff, just population wise, staff members are just, it's just not enough to like keep the friendship going. You know, every time there's a new player, I see it as like, Hey, these people are probably going to come back. If, if they're a regular, we're going to know them personally yeah. for the next however many years. I mean, there, we know so many, I know so many people I met through the field like that. You yeah. know, I can, I can't, that's even, how all of us became friends. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty and, much. And, and, and you know, like, like as the play, as the player base grows, I mean, there's people I'm meeting now that I know their face, but I can't even really remember that's their name. Literally, that's like literally everything. what happens to me so, all the time, but, and, I, and I feel and, really bad about and, it because I'm like, like I'm having an Alzheimer's moment going, and, uh, Boomer some, moment. Yeah, like, uh, what? You know, and, and like, need the my alpha is, brain. The personal connection just seems like rare now, and people like that. And, you know, it's like they'll come back and they'll look to you and be like, hey, you remember me? And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. What about the other players, man? Why, why you know, it's, I think to improve the community as a whole, that, that just the general attitude of like, look, these people are here to, you know. They're investing in your business and you need to invest in becoming more like, friendly. Well, here's take, the other thing. Take dude, the if business you, out. If you just no, I'm have just saying player. in general. If you don't have, if you don't have anybody to shoot at, uh, yeah, you're not, you, you're only going to be shooting at, at, like doing something you in your just, room going, huh, huh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you just be the best. had the players. You would be the best. I mean, you'll just become yeah. a chair softer where you collect things like I do. If you, oh, you don't want to play Call of Duty wearing your kit? Dude, if you, if you I've just, never done that. I've played VR in my kit. Cringy as fuck. If you have just the players. Actually, that would make sense if you wanted, like you just got night vision and you needed like work on your neck muscles. No, no, no. No, don't try and justify it. No, no, yeah, don't. Um, well, if you were just sitting there watching TV and you had to like build up your neck muscles because like you don't have any, don't do like, that motion. I mean, I don't do. I don't need to do that. I'm all right. Like I'm just saying, for <laughs> anybody else wants to do that's. But yeah, like if you if you just take the play like the staff the field away and you just have yeah. the players now you're back in the dark ages again. Yeah. Now the only way they're gonna have anything close to that experience again is if they can become friends and cooperate and put it together. Yeah. You know? yeah. They, they're, making the, they're making their yeah. own safety brief. They're making their own field boundaries. They're making their own real hmm. world like rules or safe words or, you know, safe words. Pineapple. Safe words. Whatever. My safe words banana. <laughs> look, look. Banana. Look, banana. Understand, understand how many years it took airsofters to make it not a weird thing. And now it's a real world ceasefire, not a safety word anymore. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's evolved into something more professional and Pineapple. like, it's a beautiful thing. I just think more people need to just like fucking love each other, man. I think I think everything that we've been talking about for the last thirty minutes is is the same. Do unto others, right? Yeah. yeah. Like just be a cool cool hand, Luke, and and chill out, and just be nice. Yeah. Like there's, you know, what I started doing probably about, I I intentionally started doing this because I see that it, it just it it makes it's the opposite effect using the same idea as call your hits, right? Mm-hmm. So when somebody shoots me, I yell out, "Nice shot!" Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what people hear is, hey, good shot, man. Hey, nice shot. Uh, I try to give a thumbs up. Be like, yeah. Like that. Or go up yeah. at the end of the game and give them a fist <laughs> Dude, down. Dude, you fucking their got hand. me, man. Yeah. Who was yeah. the guy that got me? Yeah. Yeah. Because like that, that uh, well, definitely with New York or like the Northeast, that nice shot could definitely be construed as like, nice shot. Who's this guy? Yo, who's me this, I got a who's nice this shot. fucking asshole telling me nice <laughs> shot, this piece of shit? You want to see like, a nice shot? Yeah, 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 another yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, dear God. I can it, just turn into that. that oh, my God. Be like, hey, yo, man, yo, I'm yo, walking dude, here. Dude, you did such a good job. And be like, you fucking asshole. You want to see a good job? I'll give you a good job. Come on over here. Oh, Bing God. bong. Positive reinforcement's great, man. Bing and, bong. And fuck you. Everybody loves that. Like, 
adults don't express it but like when you see when you give that prize of reinforcement to a kid yeah like what i love more than just like helping a couple kids i see in the trench like hey guys keep your head down they're gonna shoot you right i'm gonna shoot then you can move up right and then they get a good kill and it's like awesome what i love yeah. more than that is one kid sneaks up on me he's other on the other team and he like fucking earns this kid yeah 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 and, yeah and i'm just like oh my god i'm yo, like this kid yo, how much does he this earn? kid is rambo how how, how yeah. much does he earn does he earn like like free tech work Ooh, got him no, he get he gets positive reinforcement. Oh. <laughs> you should get you should have a patch be like here. You just killed. Oh shit. The tech. It's not a bad idea. Y- there is someone that does that. Yep. So, yo, so- yo what you should do is if you see somebody, okay, this is this is a this is a positive thing. I don't know how you could do it into your business. I honestly I, I I'm not a businessman. Uh what you could do is somebody that really like gets you. Gets you kills you outright, but they have their gun isn't like the best. Maybe like they could have an improvement, like maybe a better barrel or something like that. Be like, and you see how they're shooting, but they were able to do it with limited equipment. You tell them, hey man, here's a coupon. If you ever get some parts, labor's on me or labor for a barrel or something, whatever. You can come up with something. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Something like that. I don't know. So hey, that, that's, that that's happened to time. one of our that, friends with a different tech. That's like a Mr. Beast. Uh, yeah, it's kind of. That's a little wild. I mean, that would be difficult, I think. But like, if you saw something where it's like, dude, if this guy had better equipment, like that's what happened when I used to play a little bit. I'd be like, some of the dudes didn't have enough money. I'd be like, dude, just borrow this gun. Borrow my gun, please. And then he'd be like, I don't know. I don't want to break it. I don't give a shit. Just use this gun because I know you're going to be a demon with it. They use it. They fucking kill everybody. I'd be like, yeah, get them. Yeah, you go get you go. And then like they'd go fucking 100 yards forward. And I'd be like, awesome. Fantastic. I think uh, uh, next kid to get a knife kill on me. A knife kill? I thought ni- uh, uh, knife kills at zoo. Uh, no, they're allowed. Oh, they are allowed. They have to be I a slashing motion, a slash. not a stabbing motion. Yeah. Do you no, know that not my old it, field, they banned, they banned nerf swords because me and Anthony used oh, to kill Oh, you're not allowed to use a sword. No, no we it had the nerf swords and we were like, Ugh! and like, oh, we used to, they banned them because we kept getting people with that and pistols. It was fantastic. You know, you know when some kids just go okay. with the knife because all their guns fucking broke? Yeah. It's like, well, I, I have good enthusiasm. If that's... if ne- Like, next kid like oh, that, man, that gets awesome. a knife, I'm going to have to You're, feel it out. You just marked yourself. I'm yeah. marking myself. Oh, Anthony, my I'm getting God. a knife kill on you. Look, oh, God. Look, I never get to play and there's a high chance I'll have to walk off the field because it's like a customer. <laughs> no, but Anthony, what's the the other tech that you really like Like his work? Uh, There's a there's a few. The one that you did the, uh, the Instagram live with. Instagram live. Oh, Fatco? Fatco, yeah. So yeah. Fatco does something like that because it happened to Connor uh, Dolan while he was at the AMS game at Guardian. Oh, that's right. Interesting. Yeah. So it was under nods. And in AMS rules, you don't have to do a fantastical, beautiful death. But Connor came around a corner, shot someone, also got shot. He did his full on Milson West LARP death, rolled around on the ground, flopped over, was like, I'm dead. And then he was like, nice shot, man. And he, the guy from, I'm sorry, I already forgot the name. Facco. He walked over, gave Connor a card, and was like, hey, man, that was really cool. I thought it was awesome. Here, take my card. And when he looked at it, it was a 60% off card. Wow. And Connor calls him and goes, hey, is this legit? Did, or did like somebody just give me like a scam thing? And he goes, no, 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 I carry those. He's like, I carry a 20, 40, and a 60 at every event I go to. And if I see something cool or someone doing something awesome that I think that they deserve it, I just give them the card. That's pretty good. Especially him. Doesn't he have a lot of uh, high-end toys? Well, Connor got one of his MCX builds with that. Mm. And it's it's a super cool gun. Mm. And Anthony's looked it over, and he really liked the work he saw in it, too. But, like, the thing that you're bringing up, there are people that do stuff That's like cool. that. Yeah. I used to give out the patches, the fart patches. I, I think you gave me one at a Lion Claws game. <laughs> I probably did. 
<laughs> I, I ran out of those. I wish I bought more. Those I don't know. I don't know like who has the old file. I'd have to like go to a patch place and be like, uh, can you like copy this? And they'd be like, Ooh. do you still have the high res uh, JPEG file? No. Yeah, but you can send that to somebody. I mean, yeah, that's you, what, you could probably redo it. Yeah, that's you why could I was probably saying, redo like, it. If you I, mean, could, I should just have you do it. If you like can get me the logo, like it's the logo of the uh, it's Instagram the page, it's right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a whoopee yeah. cushion. Yeah, basically. Fart. Yeah, I had that that and, and then Woodland. It was awesome. Well, like, you got you got to stand in line. I'm still waiting on a Spanish safety brief and the and the normal safety brief that we reported. So, so and a map for, of the field. Well, the map <laughs> of the field we've been over, but uh, <laughs> off air we'll talk about that because we need. I need to run some stuff by you. All right. Oh yeah, number two. You got another? Oh, another. Oh, another yeah, there's question. like there's like ten here. Oh, I love it. Uh, so I think you already touched on this one a little bit. Uh, nah, but maybe he can go into detail. Ha- have right? you ever considered? Uh, number, oh wait, no. Number two. Number, number two. two. Remember we skipped it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. What has been your most memorable airsoft experience or game? What's the best time you ever had at airsoft? Dude, your eyes like legit. Your eyes just widening. Mm, widening. Uh, you know it. Stands out in your mind right now. Uh, okay, one. I've heard stories that don't even sound like an airsoft game. Like they just sound like a crazy. Okay. <laughs> oh, geez. You know what's funny? I'm drawing the one blank on the one. Um. Uh, one one that was really good was me and Anthony were at Pine Plains. One of the Pine Plains. We were. It was when I first got my Polar Star. It was actually one of the first PR15s. And I got it off Arnie's Airsoft Forums because oh, a guy because a guy didn't like it because he didn't like it because he was a tech and he's like, dude, this thing is like just simple. It's like I just yeah. do the f- I I'm a tinkerer. I thought it was a scam, but the guy uh, sold me and I was like, this is awesome. And uh, at the time, uh, I remember we were playing. We were going up a staircase. I shot a guy. Anthony has his the KWA Mark Twenty Three. We we really liked those guns since they were hand cannons. They were fantastic. And I remember we were, I got killed by, after killing two dudes going through, like, um, if you remember Fort Drum. Fort Drum's, like, very European-esque houses, yeah. uh, how, they, how they're structured, like the, the, the townhouses. And then Anthony is, like, trying to get this one guy. And, he, and we're all, like, dead, but, like, we're just standing watching this because it's in the dark. We don't have night vision, but it's, like, light enough to see people. And Anthony turns around and goes, this is good airsoft shit, right? <laughs> and it was like the weirdest fucking thing, but it was hilarious because he was trying to get this guy. And it, oh man, uh, that was good. Oh man, there. God, I'm trying to think of some others. Oh man, I wish you asked me this question before, so I could have thought. We can come back there's, to it. There's, um, I mean, the, I mean, the Milsom West, uh, the the first insurgency game at Shelby. I remember standing in the courtyard. With no gun, none of us did. And I remember I was with Christopher Ratton from Balahack because he was staying at our little building we had, and Anthony. And then like we were just like, oh dude, we all had to like go in the center area, and then like all the NATO was surrounding us. And then all of a sudden, like uh, one of the Rust Four guys tried to like light off a grenade. I remember one of the Grom guys, Evan Guy, like literally jumped on him like a like like some kind of like protect the president type thing and it just went into chaos but i remember right before that i literally was standing there going dude if this was like real this would be fu- we'd be fucked like and then was like, this and, the the massacre in the center of the town yeah yeah and oh, then i, I just remember i just remember i just remember going i literally remember turning to chris and going do you have a gun do you have your like airsoft gun right now and he's like no i don't i'm like dude i didn't because like they didn't 
we just didn't bring it for some odd reason. I don't know why we didn't have it. So that was right after the ceasefire because yes, that's the only time at Milson West there's been a game-wide ceasefire. So and, then, was... and then it went into pandemonium and I just remember like, oh my God, we're running. Oh God. And we went back and then I just fired like, I must have fired like 75 tags on the roof of that building. We were using, uh, me and Anthony brought um, Tanaka Car 98s. Oh, nice. Dude, those guns oh, were dope. Those guns are awesome. They actually, they still have, they still have little symbols on them, which is kind of wild. So, oh. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because that Pretty was good. the that was the only time I've seen like a full game ceasefire at Milson West that wasn't their decision because it there was a pop up thunderstorm and because the lightning camp Shelby was like yeah. you have to stop everything everyone needs to get into a building yeah so yeah. there was a an hour long ceasefire well actually this happened again at Guardian too yep. Yep. um and after that was all done because of the fuckery that the civilians were doing because it was a hundred NATO like twenty five thirty Rus four and three hundred and fifty civilians oh it was fantastic but they gave us all ammo they gave everyone like, ammo like which the same was amount of ammo they, numero uno yeah they shouldn't have given us bags of ammo they like and I couldn't believe it and uh, yeah that was a bad call but dude that was wild because I was like and I I Anthony said that was his favorite game that insurgency game that entire like, instance was wild. Yeah, that was that was really wild because I was like, dude, this is and then it turned into like all out people like block war type shit. I was dude, like, dude, Rust this war is was wild. ready for that because I remember we were in the back yeah. and I watched the shit happen with you. And then all of a sudden on the top of the Moss building, a blank fire MG42 just pops over. Oh, the yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. One of the, the crowd. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. I was like, oh, my God. This I have wild. a video clip of this. I'm going to put it on screen. Yeah, the ML36, uh, that time where I stormed the mosque, that was pretty wild because I was literally firing uh, uh, like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. There's a, there's a lot of like bearable moments like um my first battle for Tolan, that was like an old, that was an oh, old game wow. that I forget, geez, what year. That was like the first like 300, 350 player game up in Connecticut or Massachusetts. Yeah, Tolcom like, out in yeah, Massachusetts. Tolcom. Yeah, there was, was that. that. No, no. MSATO did a game there way, way pa- oh, like okay. later, this but way before it that, started yeah. out as just. I forgot Battle the organizer. Yeah. yeah, I forget the organizer, but that was a GMR thing for a while too. Like yeah. they were like, we're going. That was Tolcom. fun because it was like Woods Bowl, but there was some like strong, like little like you know village type thing. Yeah, um, that was that was a cool. Yeah, that's ba- I can't think of uh, anything. I'll, I, it'll pop in my head like either after and go, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember this. Well, what about I- some of the stories from uh, the Washington <laughs> games? Like what? I never went to Washington. Oh, I thought you did one. No, 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 no. I, I never was going to say, because no, Bronx got some... some no, they got. They did really, like, I've never been to the Washington events, because either, um, most of the time, those are on, like, Labor Day. Yeah. And I could never get off. It was, like, every other time. And then, um, yeah, I haven't done... Because uh, that was also back when Milson West used to do four-day games. Yeah, Ooh. they did the one day that was 60. Honestly, the... The f- if you did a 60 hour event that was insurgency and you had like limited ammo oh that'd be hilarious that'd be totally wild like the cat that game that one game i was like dude this is freaking wild they had a nightclub they had the guy making food they had a yeah. guy that was barbecuing and the guy made like a killing i was like anthony we should like open up a pizzeria or that something like that was the like smartest <laughs> thing ever because like then we figured out by saturday afternoon is nato you could strip down your skivvies just like conceal carry a pistol walk into town and go buy a burger yeah. And it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was pretty wild. But that, you'd see the dudes that were on Rust 4 and they'd know you were NATO and you yeah. just kind of look at each other and be like, nope. Don't nope, mess up my we're, burger. We're yeah. getting food and then we're getting out of here. Anything that happens to block over, that that happens. But yeah. here, we're, we're here for food. God damn it, it's a true somehow. I do not want to eat another mountain house. That dude's got burgers and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Number eight from Chat GPT. Do you think the portrayal of airsoft in media is accurate? And if not, how would you describe the sport to someone who has never heard of it before? Oh this God. is good, man. Chat GPT. Oh my, that's down. a dope Ooh, question. Dude. Jesus Christ. So so when has airsoft really been in the media? I know I know somebody took a Milson West clip. Oh, oh that was CNN. CNN. Yeah, oh, that was from GTI. Remember Vice Vice did a uh, Well, they MSW. just did one. They oh, just did right. Yeah, so that Vice docu-series was actually uh, pretty good. If you yeah. look up if you pull up uh uh Anton Laszlo, I was in his platoon this time. They 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 mimicked the uh you know that 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 uh Wagner uh yeah. guy. They mimicked that. Oh, they had one of the rush four guys, like oh. one of the guys that was Russian speak. Oh, it's wild. Oh, it's oh, oh it's wild. Know. They just did the video. It's hilarious. Yeah. And I think they were like they did, somebody put on live. You mean the video when he's like, well, live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Just now, you just saw it, right? Did you see yeah. it? Yeah. My yeah. the best is my friend Stu, like wow. th- who speaks all like like he literally sp- the man's a genius. I'm watch. Uh, if you're watching this, Stu, you are a genius. You literally speak like 26 or 35 languages. Get out of here. Yeah, the guy's the guy is genius. Yeah. He'll he'll be like, no, I'm not that good. Oh my, I don't like that. Uh, no, no, he's a genius. The guy's like Fulbright scholarships, like left and right. The guys, the guy knows like he's not just like the language. It's like a dialect of the like the village of the of the one generation <laughs> of the guy. It's like really. In the weeds type stuff, like his language Rogosian, ability skills. Right. Yeah, his language ability skills. But he translated it all for the guy. And oh man, it's it was wild. I was like, when they were filming it, because I was like, I was kind of sleeping a little bit. And I watched it. I woke up watching it and going, oh my God, this is so meta. This is hilarious. But yeah, um, I guess the one bad time was like basically why tags are kind of yeah. Is is there there was a shooting and a tag on the floor, and I saw the picture of the brand. I'm like, Oh damn! No. But um, you know, trying to describe what airsoft is like to uh, like a potential partner is uh, a little difficult. Yeah, because uh, obviously, <laughs> it's I, like paintball. I, but well, yeah, oh, it's like paintball, and I do that. Uh, well, that's kind of weird, especially since I live in New York City and like yeah. guns are bad. And but then, like, actually, to tell you the truth, I just claim it as hiking. And then if I show them, I don't do it right away. But you, then wait, I sh- wait, 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 wait. You tell potential mates that you go hiking. For yeah. three days, so and how do you come break yeah. with welts and shit? How do you break yeah. the ice? Uh, I do heroin when I'm hiking. With, yeah. That's why I'm breaking with out New York swords. City women. Well, in I mean, you just have to like. I mean, I just tell them, I just show them some pictures. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. This is what I do, and they're like, oh, I think my, it's actually gotten better because as it's gotten popular, like, oh, my brother does that, or yeah. like my cousin, or I've seen a video, or I've seen like they kind of have an idea, and they're like. I always I always make it like yeah it's really weird nerdy hot and then like but I make it worse than it is and then when I tell them like oh that's not that bad like you I was ex- looked, they were like hot. I'm expecting you were a furry that like like <laughs> tying women up or like you like you know whatever hey it's Insert 2023 whatever. we don't kink shame whatever yeah whatever yeah but like usually I don't I I haven't I mean I'm I I've been playing a long time I don't think I'm ever gonna give up so like I. And it's you got to be thing. long for the ride. It's yeah, a, I kind of, but I don't. I, I've never had anybody like be like eh, about it. They, so I mean, if they have, and that that's been a reason, and that's why they didn't want to hang out after. I'm like, well, fucking pound sand. Yeah, they were whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just explain and I show some pictures and like, oh wow, you're like really serious. I'm like, yeah, like I, <laughs> I show them like. Uh, like I show him a CQB video, a, yeah. a picture of me with my, you know, with my Avon M53 Special Forces gas mask and all my night vision, and I just kid it out. I look like um, 
it's definitely ridiculous. So you, if you put the same of, amount of money as like a Lamborghini, they'd be all over it. Yeah, I've so I can't even like ima- I can't even imagine it. how much I've spent in airsoft. I can't even. But instead of like easing them into it, you're just like, here's the most ridiculous photo I have. I mean, videos. after I while, well, because they, they're gonna ask you what are your hobbies, and I'm like honest, you know, like I tell them like different things because if they don't like, like there's some that like literally do not like firearms or anything. But then like to tell you the truth, if you tell them what that is, they're like, oh, so it's like paintball. I'm like, yeah, it's like Call of Duty. I gotta run around. They're like, oh, okay, that's not like that big of a deal. Like, it's. You know, I don't be. go right off the bat. Go, I'm I'm an airsoft. I don't put that on my dating profile. Like oh, one of my things. Yo, I've seen that. Yo, why not? Oh, man, I would. Ne- I one you could. I don't think you could because it would show a gun and that would be a problem. Like it would flag yeah. it. I would assume, unless I did it in full kit. First off, they think I'm like stolen valor or something yeah. like that. I'd be like, are you a marine or are you a, you in the army or something? Um, I'd be like, no. Never was, and uh, but like I would never, I would never do that. That would, that would be so bad. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, oh, stolen valor is not good. <laughs> stolen valor. Oh, grow, man. grow a really thick mustache and pretend that you were, uh, you know. Oh my god. In the military. Oh, oh god. But yeah, that I, I never had. Uh, I I never really. I can't think of like total negative. There's been like one or two that were like, I don't like guns, or like it was, and it was like a teacher but like then didn't work out anyway because like it's in the line anyway but no yeah. no one's ever because then they see you have other hobbies and you're like oh okay you just like so this is like what your friends do and i'm like yeah i see my friends and then they see like if you're like a big picture of like 40 other people that you go with they're like oh okay yeah yeah i always i always start it the same way i'm just like it's kind of like paintball well, it's kind of like paintball you do this it looks like the analog the guns are analogs of real like yeah firearms they look like that and they do this and I go on three day. They're like, "Wow, you do three days?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "40, 40 hours." Like, what? When do you sleep? Uh, what was it? My describe middle school. No, you're just like you're up the whole time, or you're, you know, you kind of sleep, but somebody's got to watch. Like, wow, that's intense. I'm like, yeah, sure, that's it. Smelling salts. All right. I've never done that yet. It's everybody's not, done it. It's not worth it. Everybody's no. like, "Yo, you feel the power." I'm like, "What?" No, I don't no, think. No, I, no, I do smelling salts every game. You you feel the pain. That's all. Yeah. You I, all right. I guess I'm, I have to try it next time. You feel the pain in your sinuses. I'll hit you with some smelling salts. Don't you worry. Just just eat a bunch of wasabi. It's the same thing. Mm. Essentially. All right. So we're running a little short on time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna speed this up a little bit. Number nine. Have you ever considered quitting airsoft? Is so what made you decide to quit playing? I think uh, we kind of touched. Yeah, on 2011 that. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Your field shut down. Yeah. Uh, number ten. What advice would you have to give somebody who is starting out in airsoft? Uh, we talked about iPro. Yeah. Um, find a field in your area. Maybe do definitely rent a lot beforehand. Yeah. Don't buy anything. I'd say rent a couple of times. Bring friends with you if you don't have any like that wanna that aren't interested. If you don't have any that are interested, go to a game. Maybe try to introduce yourself to some people so you have some friends and or. Take a photo with those said people. Hey, man, I'm trying to get my friends in. You guys look cool. I mean, that's really hard because that's like really hard social skill to do that. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I'm trying to show my friends this is like Call of Duty with like running around or whatever. Um, yeah, and I, and then and then when you buy something, like I would just ask every person, what do you what do you have? Yeah. What do you use? It would be I I could see it being very difficult. So that really where it comes into like senior players or people that played a long time. If you see somebody like that, like just be like, Hey man, 
yeah, don't get that gun or don't get that. Like, don't get a bolt action, your first gun, man. Just get a combat machine or just yeah. get something that's like basic. Where are you trying to play? Are you trying to play here? Cool. I like just give them some pointers, you know, and like some places to look up or whatever. That would be that would be my. Um, you know what he just described? Bob. Yeah. Everything I can't you said, believe that man, I can't believe that man is like 74 and still running. But everything you just said is what Bob did. Yeah. Bob came to the field for months on end and asked a bunch of questions. He was a weirdo. With and the, then he the got with uh what's his name? Um Dan Dan Downs yeah. and was just like you guys look cool, can I run with you? And yeah. that's how it that's how Bob got into the sport. Yeah, man. That exactly what you just described is what he did. Yeah, I mean that's the best. It's a little hard for like young kids like we had that um what was it, a couple weeks ago when I was in the shop with you and that that um Oh, that mom and son came yeah, in. Yeah, that they, was such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and he breath uh, of fresh air. There, yeah, we I was sorry. like, what? Uh, Literate. <laughs> okay, still and getting over my lisp. The, the um, breath of ass air. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> that, I, and the kid really wanted to dive right in, and I'm like, yo, man, you should like just make sure that you like the game. So why don't you rent? Yeah, tell us when you're coming out. Like, I don't mind. Like, yo, this is what's going on. This is how it works. And um, I was thinking about them today because do they, you ask when you when you have new people. What do you ha- when you have a game? Do you ask people? Hey, whose first time is it? Depends on the ref. Depends on the ref. Depends on the crowd. I mean, visually, you can kind of see. Like, in, in a day where there's a lot more newer players, yeah. then, yeah, we'll address it. But Like, today, part, was, no. now, today by, was a lot of new players. By now addressing it, does that single them out? Do you find that that's a positive experience or not a positive experience? It's easier with smaller groups. Yeah. Because we do that first big safety brief, but then we have the TV where we play the video. So if it's, like, a later safety brief, if I... Like you can tell if they're new players because obviously, mm-hmm. like we'll we'll check them in and yeah. we'll see their waiver. And uh, before I start the video, I'm just like, hey guys, I know like some of you guys are new. You know, like do you have any questions before we start? I know you're gonna have questions after, but like you know, just let it out now so we can focus on this video, get you guys out there. And you gotta, you know, I, I, this, yeah. I I tell people this all the time. Like for us, it's not a big deal, but for other people, you gotta think about it. You're you're playing a character where you're trying to fake murder another individual with a what looks like a real firearm and screaming and yelling, it is like for other people might be like, Oh my God, this is like intense, especially for younger children would be like, damn, this is, this is wild. So you got to like kind of take that into account as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words from the grand old man of airsoft. Rich, I got to cut it a little short, run out of time here. Um, Thank you for coming on. It was a great time. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. You did fantastic. I, uh, I had a blast. I'd (laughs) love to come back. We could we'll have you going. for part two. Yeah, we can part do two. We can do it for part two on this. We'll start it a little bit earlier. That way don't we don't run into a time crunch. Um, also, everybody, uh, just remember Benghazi tickets are still live. GRS obviously sold out, but op four tickets there are plenty of. Uh, also, Crossroads tickets are live. They are selling pretty quickly, so I would jump on that if you're thinking about doing that. Uh, and as always, good night. God bless. What about Antec? Oh, Oh yeah, he already gets a spot. Yeah, he gets a oh, spot he, in the beginning. Oh, he gets a spot. In the but beginning? also, just yeah. to chime in, because there have been some people that have brought it up on the uh, the Facebook and Instagram. Yes, Crossroads is now in July, and now the swap meet is the following weekend after. I believe oh. it's July twenty third and twenty fourth. Swap that's, meet. That's uh, uh, flea, flea market. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I I have one near me. Oh, I'd make the good deals. <laughs> it's always fun. Anthony knows I make those good deals. Flea markets are always fun. <laughs> I get. I got him a gun that he was looking for. I said, let me get, hold on, I'll get you, don't worry. And I got him, and he's like, I can't believe that. 
Yeah, I don't even know how you did it. And, <laughs> and, and an arms dealer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to wrap, wrap it up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sticking with us. Make sure that you like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Share it with your grandma on her birthday. She'll love it. Uh, and good night. God bless. We're Peace. Out.